You ready? 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 Watch out, three, five! podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. 
Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly. And guys, we have a lot to discuss this week. We have Antonio Brown all of a sudden going AWOL. Uh, basically mm-hmm. abruptly leaving the Jets game last week. Uh, now he's no longer a member of the Buccaneers. Uh, we will discuss everything that went down with him. Uh, we have some releases that have taken place uh, from the WWE and maybe perhaps something bigger that hasn't been seen in, oh, I don't know, 20-some-odd years, 21, 20, 21 years. Since this has happened, uh, there may be, in my opinion at least, a potential huge storyline about to go down on WWE programming. Uh, We will also preview the national title game between uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs in a rematch of the SEC title game where uh, Alabama took that. Uh, We also have NFL playoff seedings to talk about. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, may he potentially find his way back to the NFL this offseason, plus other Mm -hmm. head coaching vacancies that are going to be coming up. And there is supposedly news on the MLB lockout to discuss as well. So Uh if you guys want to call in, uh, you can join us at 657-383-1308. We will be live on the air for the next two hours before we go into the hour after show. Uh, I am joined uh, alongside me, as always, by Lou. Uh, Lou, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, Thanks, Steve. Man, it, it, it has been a wild week in Not surprising. in sports, in, in particular – uh, I mean, we might as well start off with it. Uh, Antonio Brown, oh, all him. of a sudden, you know, he oh, – Antonio Brown has burned bridges before. He's burned bridges yes. with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He burned bridges yeah. with mm. the uh, Oakland Raiders. Well, they were Oakland at the time before they moved to Vegas. Right. I don't know if I could say he burned bridges with the Patriots because it was more of the allegations that caused them to release him. So I don't know if those were exactly burned bridges, but Uh, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden a team that he seemingly had stuck with, you know, had found himself a permanent home and the guy who not just brought him to New England, but also brought him to to Tampa, now all of a sudden, he it's it's like basically biting the hand that feeds. Yeah, all yes, of a sudden, of mm-hmm. now, now Antonio Brown has turned completely against Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And for... For those who have been who are unaware, or maybe they've been living under a rock the past week, uh, Antonio Brown basically was ejected from the uh, from 
the game last week. Well, I, I shouldn't say he ejected, but he was sent to the locker room basically by uh, Bruce Arians with uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it was. Antonio Brown came out with a statement yeah. claiming that uh, he was basically he had he had some sort of altercation, some sort of verbal altercation with uh Bruce Arians and Arians basically Arians essentially said that Antonio had essentially quit on the team that he refused to go back into the game after three different times of trying to of trying to convince him to go back into the game and Antonio Brown wouldn't go back into the game uh Arians then supposedly confronted him about it, and when Brown refused to go back in, Brown was sent to the locker room. But before that, he ended up stripping, uh, taking off his, taking off all of his pads, taking off his jersey, uh, throwing his gloves and his undershirt into the crowd. Uh, yep. Then doing a whole spectacle, you know, doing jumping jacks in the jet in the Jets end zone among other things. I mean, it was honestly it it, it a lot of pe- it, it raised the conversation with a lot of people that maybe perhaps this had something to do with CTE with how you know the the effects that CTE has had on the brain for people who have been involved in contact sports like like football and maybe this was early uh you know, this was the, an early onset of CTE. Maybe the fact that he's he's had these a lot of these issues he's had throughout his career have been considered mental issues. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody's starting to wonder now: is this is does Antonio Brown have some sort of CTE problems? Now, Antonio yeah, Brown CTE was that mental problem. Antonio Brown released a statement, if I can find it here. Uh, I think it was Monday night or something, Monday or Tuesday night. He released a statement that, uh, wait, no, today's Saturday. It was Wednesday night. Uh, He released a statement, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll just, uh, I'll just. The headline or highlight some of the things that he said. Yeah. Uh, he said, "Because of my commitment to the or because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured." And let's keep in mind, Arians claimed that he had that he nor the Bucks had any idea that Antonio Brown was not at a hundred percent supposedly. Uh, he goes, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up. The staff injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has warned against using. And I gave him my all for the team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline, and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you? I told him, it's my ankle, 
but he knew that. It was well-documented, and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me saying, you're done, while, while he ran his finger across his throat, like slitting the throat, basically. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he clearly acknowledged my injury. And we'll get to those texts in a moment because he did actually release them on, uh, on Twitter. Um, he obviously knew I was on the injury list and the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did tell coach about my ankle pain on Sunday. I knew, I know we were losing to the jets and that was frustrating for all of us, but I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field, but there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. Basically, he's saying that, you know, people, people have, a, have accused him of lying because of the fact that uh, if, he, if his ankle was, was so injured and he was in so much pain that he wouldn't be doing jumping jacks in the end zone or yeah. Uh, running off the field, and that basically, uh, he's what he's trying to say is that's different from, say, m- making a cut and then running a route at full speed. I think it's a much of yeah. Um You do you think it? You think this whole uh, this whole uh, thing with Antonio Brown is a bunch is a bunch of uh, of BS? Hell yeah. Knowing him, I mean, yeah, I mean, he said, he said the incident was planned too. You know, the uh, the uh, strip show. Yes, because uh, actually, was planned. Uh, he he apparently was he had a uh, an OnlyFans model in his hotel room, I think it was, or something before the game. Yes. Uh, before the game the pre- uh, on the previous night, and he ended up telling her, watch what I do tomorrow. Right. So this whole thing was apparently pre-planned. Uh, now, mm-hmm. he released he released the text messages, uh, not, just to, not just from Bruce Arians, but also he got involved reportedly with Alex Guerrero, Brady's fitness guru. Uh, and what's weird about this is the text messages. I mean, just just, just listen to how odd this sounds. Uh, he says the messages to uh, it's a new iMessage. I mean, the you know the actual phone looks legitimate, the uh, screenshot, but the text message goes like this. This is B A, meaning Bruce Arians, uh, and the. On the headline where it says to who the message is to, it says Bruce Arians, not Bruce or Coach Arians or whatever. It's Bruce Arians that's listed on the uh, on the you know who it's going to. 
And he goes, right. this is B.A., make sure you're ready to go tomorrow. We are not resting for the playoffs. Now, first off, if this was the coach, why the hell would he have to introduce who he is when texting? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. When texting Antonio Brown. I, I guarantee you this isn't the first time that they have talked. Oh, no, of course not. Then apparently on fr- or last Friday before the Jets game, uh, he had sent a photo, which honestly, this, this is real weird because it looks like a stock photo. Like it looks like somebody else took the photo and not Antonio Brown himself. Uh, but the photo is of a trainer who is tending to Antonio Brown's feet supposedly. Yes. And he says, he, he then says, I'm all in coach really can't get to full speed. I want to win, want to be there if I can, uh, or, or if I wake up tomorrow, feel better. I'll be ready. Kind of rolled it outside on two point play. I want what's best for the team. Let me know when you're free. I'll call you. And Arians then responds by saying, come see me in the morning. We'll talk it out. Definitely want you with us in case you're ready. Now, those are the two texts that were sent to Yeah. And honestly, I'm, you know, you can probably, you, you can probably, uh, probably see if you were, if you were to Google them, they, they would probably come up on Google, on uh, Google. I wouldn't it, doubt it. It just doesn't. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. It may be real, but it it just looks so weird. That I it, doubt it. It looks like it could potentially be faked because what kind of coach texts his player like? It's almost as if this this text message was set up like this was Bruce Arians texting him for the very first time. And I wouldn't be surprised. And Antonio not knowing who, not knowing his former offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, not knowing yeah. what his cell phone number is. Yeah. Then. Who are you trying? Who are you trying to get? Come on. As if it couldn't get any worse. Then he goes after Alex Guerrero by okay. uh, pretty much pretty much accusing Guerrero of scamming him. Uh, when it comes to, you know, doing the, you know, doing the therapy sessions and whatnot for his injury. Right. And so basically he ends up sending a text message uh, to Guerrero and saying, he says, hey, AG, if we're, if we not going to work anymore, that's fine. Let me know about the 100K I paid you. Only fair I get back, or he said, only fair get back half my money. Let me know how to proceed. Uh, Guerrero then responds by saying, good morning, AB. I appreciate you reaching out to me. I completely understand that you want to go in a different direction. Thank you for the opportunity to work together. You are a wonderful person, yada, yada, yada. Uh, please let me know where you want me to send the balance. Big hugs, my friend. Uh, and then AB uh, a. posts as a, a as a side thing. Uh, 
you know, you know, like how on on Instagram or something, you can you can basically uh, when you make a when you post a photo, you can put like a little a little message on the photo. Yes, yes. It says here he he he, uh, he puts out there Tom Brady's guy Alex Guerrero, and he posts Alex's uh, uh, account name and everything. Charging me 100k, never doing the work on me. How you even work with people like this? This is what I was dealing with, Ooh. and I guess this is this is in regards to his injury and trying to go through the rehab with his injury. I'm assuming. Right. <laughs> and this is this is where it gets embarrassing for Antonio Brown. Then he <sighs> said, he, he he posted a second photo that actually shows his money information, his bank account information and everything, his routing number and his bank account number mm. that he sent to Guerrero, you know, how how to get him uh how to get his money refunded and everything. Which of course this was uh-huh. then removed. This was then removed uh shortly after because uh, I guess apparently Antonio Brown isn't fully aware of Oh hey yeah you probably shouldn't be posting your bank account information or you know uh, pictures involved. Well, it's not very smart by anyway. And then he made some sort of comment on a podcast that he did either yesterday or the day before, uh, right. and he started questioning Tom Brady's friendship with him, basically claiming mm-hmm. that. Uh, pretty much Brady prioritized Gronk instead of him. Now, first off, Brady has been involved with Gronk for how many years? Like pretty much Gronkowski's entire career. Yes. And... Now this this makes even more sense now because Antonio Brown wasn't you know he didn't leave because he was injured apparently he was pissed off at the fact that he wasn't getting enough targets uh, because Brady right. prioritized Gronkowski over Brown and let's keep in mind too uh, Brown was set to make about a hundred million or not a hundred million uh, one million dollars in incentives if he were to hit yes. certain marks uh, within the last two games of the season where he, you know, if he had played the remainder of the Jets game and if he played tomorrow, you know, chances are he probably would have hit those marks. But he's basically, he's basically bitching about how That's playing Brady, Robin, yeah. you know, Brady refused to look right. his way and instead uh, kept targeting Gronkowski. And, you know, he talks about, he talks about Brady and says, you know, what, essentially what kind of, what kind of friend are you? I thought I, I thought I was your guy. Well, if I'm your guy, why are you not giving me the, uh, you know why? Why are you not giving me uh, the targets? Yeah. 
so he's now all of a sudden burning his, his bridge with Brady because let's keep in mind, Brady is the reason why he even got a second chance in the first place. Brady right. He's had too many chances. Brady let him – yeah, too many, he's had too many chances. Brady let him live at his house while he got settled in in Tampa the last mm-hmm. year. Brady got Antonio Brown that deal, and that's another thing too. Uh, he said, if I'm your guy, why am I on a prove-it deal while Gronk is making uh, yeah. is making more money than me? So this is all about money, essentially. Yes. And he also took uh, took some more shots at Brady yesterday, saying that, the, that Brady can't do shit by himself. And that's a direct quote. He can't yeah. do shit by himself. Well, he has Gronkowski. Well, yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is, you know that uh, that Brady. He also said Brady only acts like a friend because he needs me to play football. Oof. He's essentially saying that Brady has been carried all this time, and right. You know that Brady that that uh, Brady is nothing special. He's been carried by his receivers and shit like that. Now, what kind of what kind of shithead must you be to do this to a guy who basically took you in? Yes, helped you get a second, uh, helped you get a second and third chance in the NFL. And this is basically all all over what money. What do you think? What do you expect? He's a pussy. Not to mention he got you a Super Bowl ring too. Yes. I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on this, Lou? I mean, is there any way possible that any team once Antonio Brown? Oh, this is another thing. Antonio Brown yeah. also claimed that he saw an outside physician uh, or or specialist or whatever, to look at his ankle. And supposedly there are multiple broken bones in his ankle. Yet he still won't, re- he still won't release the MRI, uh, uh, what's it called? He won't release the X-ray uh, photo, though. Uh-huh. But both him, and his, both him and, his, uh, and his agent are both saying that Antonio Brown saw – uh, help from an outside specialist, not affiliated with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay wants him to go see somebody else from that same place that he went to, right? Uh, and get their opinion. Basically, Antonio Brown is saying that they for- that they forced him to play while injured, knowing very well that he was injured, and. I mean, just just going through all this and seeing all this transpire, Lou. Is there once he once he does fully recover and is able to play next year? I mean, granted, he's a talented NFL player. You know, he's a very yes. talented player. Uh, but is there any way possible at all? that any team is going to potentially take a flyer on him next year? Or 
is I'll say one thing: if we're basically over, if anybody does take him, I got two words to say for that. I'm sorry. I mean, look, I don't know if he's got a CTE problem, but he definitely has something mentally wrong with him. You know, with his, with his actions, he need, he needs to seek professional help. If anybody was smart, no one would take him. Look, he's had plenty of chances. He had four or five chances, and they all came into him. You know, enough is enough. You know, it's time to say, all right, you're done here. You know, we've had weaker antics, and it's not professional. So I just get the hell out of here and retire already, you dumb son of a bitch. And I mean, let's let's take a look at, at the entire timeline of these um, past, uh, the, you know, dating all the way back to around the time where he ended up leaving Pittsburgh. Right. But first off, before, during, and before his final season with the or with the Steelers, he was embroiled in numerous incidents in addition to causing tension within the Steelers organization. These incidents included tossing furniture out of his 14th floor apartment window in uh, in April of that year, nearly hitting a 22 month old child on the patio below. Uh, he also mm. got cited for speeding in excess of 100 mm. miles per hour along a suburban Pittsburgh highway. He was later sued for the incident involving tossing furniture out the window, and he ended up reaching a settlement with the family of the child uh, in April of the next year, back when he was, uh, when he was with the Raiders uh, slash Patriots. In February of that year, a judge ruled him guilty of reckless driving in the speeding incident, and he ended up receiving a fine. Then it got worse. Once he joined the Patriots, uh, well, there was that whole thing with, uh, with, the, with his feet. Uh, he was using cryogenic, uh, I forget what it was, some cryogenic treatment or something to try and, to try and repair his, uh, his burned feet or something. And he, he, right, ended up right. suffering, he ended up suffering burns on his feet. I remember we discussed it on, on a podcast, yes. on one of these podcasts that year. Um, he then gets himself booted from the, uh, from the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders. I forget who they were at the time, uh, whether they were still in Oakland or not. Uh, he joins the Patriots. Not soon after that, he then gets a lawsuit filed against him by his former trainer, Brittany Taylor, who accused him of sexually assaulting her on three separate occasions. Uh, it was then announced that he would not be prosecuted because her accusations were outside the statute of limitations, but the civil suit ended up continuing. Uh, then, not not that long later, a second woman accused him of sexual misconduct, and he was also sued by a Pittsburgh-based doctor uh, for unpaid fees. Uh, that he had because he had previously uh, worked with Antonio Brown while Brown was with the Steelers. Uh, a settlement was then agreed upon back in April of this past year between Brown and Brittany Taylor, officially closing that whole saga. In January of 2020, following several domestic incidents in which police were called to Antonio Brown's home in Hollywood, Florida, 
the Hollywood Police Department stated they no longer wanted Brown to be associated with their youth league. Uh, They returned a check from Brown and issued a trespass order preventing him from being involved with their youth league while saying in a statement, we do not want him to continue to affect our youth or influence them in a negative way. (laughs) Days later, it was reported that Brown and an accomplice had attacked a moving uh, a moving truck driver at the home at his home. Uh, Glenn Holt, working as Brown's trainer, was arrested while a warrant for Brown's arrest was issued a day later with a felony charge of battery and burglary. He, of course, ended up turning himself in a night later. Uh, he was officially charged with felony burglary of a vehicle, misdemeanor battery, and misdemeanor criminal mischief. Then, um, uh, wait a minute, April, May, uh, a couple of months later, he pleaded no contest to the, fel- to the felony battery and burglary charges. He ended up receiving two years of probation. And he was also ordered to undergo 100 hours of community service, a 13-week ang- anger management counseling program, and a psychological evaluation. All the meanwhile, the Buccaneers were willing to put up with this. And if anything, they they, they knew of his previous incidents. But Brady convinced the Buccaneers to keep him on the roster, which they did. And ultimately, you know, they ended up uh, they ended up winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I mean, it's like you could see these problems coming from a mile away. You could you could see this whole entire saga that they just went through coming from a mile away. Yeah. And yet they refused. You know, they it's, it's almost like they, you know, they basically just allowed it to go on without any repercussions. Yeah. So. I can't really say that this was much of a surprise to see him act uh, in a shithead manner like he did last week, but I mean, it, it's it's almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers deserve it at this point for being willing to put up with him like they like they did. So I mean, do you, do you think Lou that he has any future whatsoever, or you know, with another NFL team, or do you think no. that perhaps uh, he's likely, you know, his NFL career is likely done? I would, I think his NFL career is over. The, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere. I mean, and not for nothing, but he doesn't sound like he's a very well person. You know, doing all those unspeakable acts and whatnot. And I think you got off, you know, Gallagher Murray with only a misdemeanor charge. You know, I think they went too soft on the charges. Yeah, and he didn't even get fined or anything by the NFL for this no. whole th- for the uh, for the stripping and whatnot. He didn't get fined because it was considered to be a team related event. Well, well, obviously, because it was a game, uh, and it was considered to be team. You know, they the NFL left it up to the team to decide what they would right. do. Yes. Instead of doling out the punishment themselves, 
I mean, honestly, I mean, you, I mean, you I mean, have to pee on the field. Yeah, it's it's kind of surprising that literally, literally stripping was was uh, stripping off his jersey and his pad and everything was literally the only thing to come from that. And I thought they went on a style. It is kind of surprising. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people are saying that this may be all may be traced back all the way to that uh to that hit that he got suff- that he suffered by Vontae's Perfect back when Perfect was with the uh was with the Bengals and Perfect was known for being right. a Nobody's very perfect, dirty player. Well, look, before, okay, you know, Ber- I mean, yeah. But okay, he took a bad hit, but regardless of that, there was no need for that kind of, you know, crude behavior. I mean, yeah, you took a vicious hit. Okay, well, that's part of the game. You know, you're in football. You're going to get a hit. No. But you don't have to go out and do something as stupid as what you did. You know, all those unspeakable acts and your performance in the field last Sunday, that was just on call for. No, what I'm, what I'm saying, though, is the perfect hit, which took place when he was a stealer, that may have been a catalyst to all of a sudden, all of this strange behavior that we've been seeing from him. You know, you kind of have to wonder if maybe perhaps, yeah, there is CTE involved in this. Huh. That he could, he that maybe perhaps that was the start. That concussion that he suffered from the dirty hit by, by Vontae's perfect who, by the way, was known for for uh, for being a dirty player during his time yes, with the Bengals. Yeah, um, You know, a lot of people a lot of people have been pointing out maybe perhaps that was the catalyst that jump started uh, the years of infamous behavior that we've seen come out of Antonio Brown. Oh, and not to mention another thing too was the uh, the vaccine card. I forgot about the fake vaccine card that Antonio Brown uh, had submitted ah. to the NFL. That's another, uh, you know, another another uh, incident against him. But yet the Buccaneers still kept him even after that. Uh, because their number one priority was winning, and they didn't give a shit about the uh, about the character of their players. No. But I mean, it, it, and by, by the way, uh, he is as far as the season-ending surgery. Uh, he's repa- it's repairing what he claims is cartilage loss, as well as a torn ligament and broken bone fa- fragments in his ankle. Now, I know a lot of people say right. that, you know, I know a lot of people say that maybe perhaps, maybe perhaps that, uh, you know, that may not be the case because of the fact that he was doing jumping jacks and everything. But another thing to keep in mind is the fact that, he, he, he remember, he said that he was injected before the game with some sort of substance in his ankle. Right. And... I mean, we see what happens with, uh, you know, with baseball players, uh, pitchers, when they have a problem with their arm, you know, they're injected with some sort of, uh, with a, with a, 
uh, what's it called? A uh, silicone shot, or what is it? What what is it that they Hyper- get injected with? Uh, uh, silicone, hypercortisone, some like some along those lines. Cortisone shot, a cortisone shot. Cortisone, cortisone. They're, yeah. yeah, you know, they're injected with a cortisone shot that is basically meant to relieve the pain for a specific, uh, you know, a specific time, uh, which is meant to basically get them through the game or through through their start or through their appearance, whatever whatever the case may be. This is pretty much the same thing that happened with Antonio Brown, but he claims that it's a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFL Players Association has warned against using. So regardless, you know, that it just this uh, this should be the last incident that takes place within his career and yeah. You know, I I agree with you. I think he should probably seek severe mental help because Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it's not really a good thing. Uh when you have I mean, it's it's bad enough that you have all of these events take place within the span of a couple of years, but especially considering that, uh, you know, that hit that he suffered years ago when he was with Pittsburgh. I mean, look at it like this: nobody signs a multi-year deal with with uh, with the Raiders, and then all of a sudden backs out of it. Because they want to, you know, after they've signed the contract, you know, nobody makes that much money and then all of a sudden decides, you know what, I want to play for another team. I, I'm going to basically get myself released from this from this team without yes, even playing yes. a game for them. So that right there should have been, you know, uh, should have been a signal to everybody like something is wrong with Antonio Brown right now. Oh, yeah. The fact that this is going on. No, that's, that's a given. That's a given. But, I mean, this, you know, this would be a, I mean, it, it, would, make, it would make sense that, you know, this would probably be the end of his career. But it's a shame, considering you, yes. if you look at his numbers, he does have Hall of Fame numbers, potentially. 83 touchdowns mm-hmm. in his career, uh, over twelve thousand receiving yards uh, for an average of uh, an average of thirteen point two yards per per catch. Uh, he also has nine hundred and twenty eight career catches throughout all of his years in the NFL. You know that's that's another thing, Lou. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Hall of Fame last week um, involving baseball. Do you think that Antonio Brown's antics could potentially play a role in whether or not he makes the Hall of Fame uh, once he becomes eligible? That is something he can – I don't know. I mean, you know, you say it's the good numbers, then, you know, we've had trouble players getting into Hall of Fames before. So I think they will overlook it, you know, considering, you know, uh, what he's done on the field. With that, so I, I don't think I don't think it's in uh, any uh, any uh, immediate danger. I don't know if he'll get in the first ballot, but uh, I think he'll, you know, I think he'll get in. 
And a, another thing, too, he does have six career postseason touchdowns as well. That's uh, another factor. That. On, uh, on 59 catches, uh, 59 career catches in the postseason, uh, six postseason touchdowns, good for 918 yards career in the postseason between two teams, between his time with Pittsburgh and his time with, uh, with Tampa Bay. Now, on the flip side of the coin, what does this do for Tampa Bay's Super Bowl chances? Uh-huh. Because, I mean, yeah, you're losing Antonio Brown. Yeah, you know, he was a head case. But at the same time, he was probably easily your best receiver. Unfortunately, yes. Well, apart from Mike Evans, actually. You know, Mike Evans is is up there as well. But you're already dealing with a depleted team, you know, depleted full of injuries. And now all of a sudden, you know, this whole issue with Antonio Brown uh, happens. In your opinion, Lou, what does this do to – uh, Tampa Bay's Super Bowl cha- chances of repeating as Super Bowl champions. Do you think it's still a possibility that they repeat, or could potentially the loss of Antonio Brown have a significant factor? Uh, that could on... be a problem. That could be a big problem. Without one of your best players, I think that might cause a problem. In it. Well, like I said, it's also tough to repeat three years in a row. So. I don't think they would have, you know, maybe would have done it anyway, regardless if Brown was there or not. True. I mean, their first uh, their first matchup right now would be if the season ended today. Uh, their first matchup would be against the San Francisco Forty ers from what it looks like. Uh, with Tampa Bay being in the number three seed, uh, they would be facing San Francisco in the first round. I would assume that they would probably get through San Francisco. Uh, you know, another yes. potential matchup is against, uh, depending on if the Eagles can come back and win this game against Dallas, uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles are a potential matchup as well in the first round for Tampa Bay. I would expect that they would probably, you know, that would probably be a win for Tampa Bay. But then you get on to facing teams like the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Packers. I mean, is and by the way, Dak Prescott is on fire tonight with four touchdowns yeah, I know. in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, 31-17, right? Well, 30-17 currently. It'll be 31 once Zerline oh, takes oh, the extra point. I think they missed, they, they missed the extra point? Yeah. They, well, they missed uh, – I know the last time they, they scored, they missed the extra point, but they haven't – oh, they, they must have missed the – wait. Yeah. Unless they did they, – they must have uh, – either they missed another one or they – they might have gotten this one, and I just missed it. Uh, but you know, you you have teams like the Eagles and the Niners, and I think okay, you know, those will probably be uh, yeah. pretty pretty convincing wins for uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. 
But then you have the Cowboys, you have the Cardinals, who, by the way, are getting uh, are getting J.J. Watt back. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of questionable now with the loss of Antonio Brown in regards to whether or not. I mean, obviously, you can't count Brady out because of what he's done with lesser receivers in his career. But I think the big thing to potentially look at here is whether or not, you know, could this have a huge impact on their their chances at repeating? Because... You look at the other – obviously, you look at the other teams in the hunt. And, I mean, Green Bay right now, you know, they're on fire as it is. Uh, currently, they clinched the – yeah, I don't think – I don't think they're – wait. Maybe, maybe – did they officially clinch the number one seed, or can L.A. still still claim it with uh, a win this week? No, I don't think they can Okay, so but you know the Packers they they clinched the number one seed. So the only way that Tampa Bay would potentially meet them would probably be in the NFC Finals uh, before the Super right. Bowl. Um, but you know you have the, you have these other these other matchups here potentially with the Rams. Obviously, that would be in the uh, in the finals uh, as well for the NFC if that were to ever happen. Uh, you right. know the Cowboys the Cardinals who will get J.J. Watt back and maybe they might get DeAndre Hopkins back, I think, for the playoffs. So, Uh you know, you just look at these other teams and, you know, you're almost wondering, is there any way possible at all that the Buccaneers offense, the way that it is right now with the loss of Antonio Brown, you know, despite how talented he is, uh, you know, he added something extra to that offense. Can the Buccaneers basically recover from uh, offensively yeah. from this loss? Right. And then you look at the other teams that once we get into a potential Super Bowl matchup, you know, you got Kansas well, City who just – Go ahead. What I would say to that about the Bucks is how many times did we see Tom Brady win Super Bowls with people that we can't even remember who the hell they are now in New England? Yeah. Exactly. But you know that that uh before before I added you on Jim, that's exactly what I had uh what I had brought up uh, previously oh, to Lou, that that granted, you know, Brady has had success in the past with lesser known uh, receivers. So, you he'll, know, it is he'll still have. That... I mean, maybe maybe I'm just not seeing something, but I never saw a whole lot of what Antonio Brown did. I. I I mean, I didn't see a whole lot of what he brought to the table. The receivers were Godwin, Evans, and Gronk. I don't 
know what Brown brought. But anyway, you're going to still have, and I'm not saying they're going to win it, but no, I think they'd be a threat. But you're still going to Evans is going to be there, Gronk's going to be there, Tyler Johnson's going to be there, Fournette will be back. Um, still got Brady. I I I just you know I I wouldn't be counting them out. Right. Oh no, I'm not I'm not counting them out at all. You know, with the I think the thing with Antonio Brown is it with the presence of Antonio Brown, it made teams think more about okay, who are we going to potentially double out on the field, and we would still have to account for somebody like Antonio Brown. You know, if he gets wide open, you know that could be dangerous. Uh, if if Brady were to target it. That's the thing with the Tampa Bay offense is you have players like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, when he is, a, when he is fully healthy, uh, Gronk, even when Gronk isn't healthy, he's still a, a dangerous threat out there at tight end. And is, is, uh, is the other tight end. I mean, they got two other tight ends. Yeah. They're both healthy. As far as I'm aware, uh, great. And, uh, and Howard, I believe, are both healthy. Right. Um, so there's those. Two the, 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 I, I think I well. don't. I don't think the offense is going to be the, be the. I think the issue. I think it's going to be their defense is going to have to play like they did last year for them to get there. Um, and it, and 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 another point about uh, Antonio Brown, honestly. I ain't seen him do shit since he left since he left the Steelers. He didn't do nothing for the Raiders. He didn't do nothing for Tampa. He, I mean, he ain't done nothing but make free money. And, yeah. and his question his question this week was, well, if if uh, if I'm if I'm Tom Brady's boy, why is Gronk getting yeah. guaranteed contract and? Why am I working on incentives? Because they can't guarantee you shit because you take your clothes off and leave in the third quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you know, Jim, this is uh, this is one thing that I brought up uh, earlier, too. Uh, I went back all the way to when he, su- when he suffered a concussion. Uh, back when he was in Pittsburgh, when he uh, had a, uh, a when he had a dirty hit applied to him by uh, Vontae Burfitt, back when Burfitt right. was with the uh, with the Bengals, and a lot of people have been pointing to that hit as potentially what may have started. You know, some people have wondered if maybe he has onset CTE with the uh, with all the mental issues. I, I, I wish everyone could have heard Shannon Sharp talk about this because everybody's trying to make excuses for A.B. Shannon Sharp on uh, the Fox Sports Network, he does a, a morning debate show with Skip Bayless. And I Ugh. really, I really don't care for Shannon Sharp. But I was flipping channels, and they were talking about him, so I stopped to listen. And Shannon Sharp was talking about how his Twitter, other black athletes' Twitters, uh, 
were being attacked because they wouldn't take up for A.B. They wouldn't defend A.B. They were being called Uncle Tom's. They were being called all kind of names, selling out to the white man. And Shannon Sharp said, look, if I criticize, I criticize white athletes, and I'm sorry, Antonio Brown, but how the hell you think I'm going to defend you right now? Right. After everything so, that has, uh, that has come I mean, out. it's really bad when a lot of big-name black athletes are either criticizing him or they've suddenly gone quiet and not commented. Yeah. And, you know, Jim, I had, uh, at first I was looking at when this whole thing unfolded, you know, everybody thought that, okay, you know, this is Antonio Brown basically being an asshat because he was never, it was never mentioned that he had been ejected from the game or whatever. Right. And then he starts releasing, you know, he starts releasing uh, a statement that was made from him and his uh and his agent about how secretive the Tampa Bay Bucks were being uh, sur- surrounding this whole uh, this whole story. And I thought, I don't, okay, I don't really, I don't really perhaps. think they were that secretive. I don't think they were really that secretive. Bruce Arians told it like it was, and then when they had a follow up question about, well, AB said this. Bruce just laid it right out to him. Ask the players. They all know what happened. Yeah, I you know Is I, it not is I it was... not odd? Is it not odd to anybody? Nobody on the Tampa Bay Bucks are coming to his defense. That's true. I mean, well, Lou, what do you think? You know, isn't it isn't it odd that you know he's not getting anybody at all? Nobody. To, uh, to Nobody. Defense at all. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree with Jim with that. I mean, how 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 this all went down? That's just plain ridiculous. Yeah. And, and so, Lou, if you're the coach, if you're the coach, and this guy's got an incentive package to where he can make a million dollars if he's just on the field yeah. catching passes, getting yards, maybe a touchdown, and you're trying to put him in there, you're trying to tell him, you know, we need you to go in the game, we need you to go in the game, we need, and he's telling you no, and you're the head coach. What are you supposed to do? I mean, I don't blame Bruce Arians at all for no. telling him, just get the fuck out then. Yeah, so why don't I'm try I'm trying to make you your damn money. And you're telling me you won't go in the game? Fuck you. I don't want to fuck him, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not that kind of guy. But I mean, I, I mean, seriously, for... seriously, they're trying to get you your money, and you won't go in the game. 
Right. It was all all planned planned. from the start. It was all planned. That's what Ava. That's what Ava told me, and she later, she later put it out in. I don't know if it was a blog. She she later did an interview, and she stated it on there too. But she told me, he told her, and he he offered to give her tickets for the next ga- for for t- the next day, and she said okay, cool, and she said he never gave her the tickets. She didn't get any tickets, and he did tell her, don't miss tomorrow's game because you ain't going to believe what I'm going to do. She also said he admitted he lied about the vaccine card, and his excuse was, well, the whole league does it. Oh, my God. That's your excuse? That's what she told. That's what he told Ava. That's what he told Ava. Uh And look. I'm, you know, I I know Ava. I've known her since she was on the Dr. Phil show. I started talking to her back then. Um, she don't have no reason to lie about this shit. Why would she no. like no. up? You know. But and I, she and said that was she said like, that's one of the things she wanted to find out when she went to meet him. She wanted to find out about the vaccination thing. So she asked him, and he told her he lied about the vaccine card, and it wasn't no big deal because the whole league does it. That was what she That was what she said oh he told God. her. Come on. You couldn't think of anything better than that? And then after, oh, then no. after, he, had, after he had sex with her, he didn't give uh-huh. her the damn tickets for the next day. Oh God! It, I mean, she said. She just... said after. She said after the game, he messaged her and he said, "Well, did you see what I did?" As yeah, if you know, it, it it goes back to what he told her. You're not going to believe what I'm going to do tomorrow. He he messages her the next day and says, "Well, did you see what I did?" He had all yeah, his plans. He had it all planned. Yeah. You know, at, at this it point, I would, if, you know, if I was, if I was an NFL team, regardless yeah, of what my situation was with my <coughs> with my offense, and he was out there on the market, I wouldn't even give him a second, third, fifth, seventh. No. I don't. I would, Steve, I don't remember done. which. I don't remember. Oh, yes, I do. Now I remember. I remember which ex-coach it was today that came out publicly because he cleared yeah. waivers. Nobody picked him up. So yeah. he's a free agent. Um, Dick Vermeil, who used to coach the Eagles, and then he coached the Rams, and yeah. he put in that, that high-powered offense on the Rams. Dick Vermeil came out today and said, um, A.B.'s career in the NFL is over. Nobody will touch him. It should be, because you can't you you can't put your like <clears throat> if say for example another team that's had so much problems like the Jacksonville Jaguars for example let's say the Jacksonville Jaguars were looking at potentially adding him and he would easily be the number one receiver on their roster no team would want to put 
their offense, at, you know, in the hands of a liability, basically, like Antonio yeah. Brown is. His career is pretty much over. And, you know, we were, ta- we were talking, Jim, last week about the, uh, the chances for uh, the Hall of Fame and stuff for baseball. You kind of have to wonder if maybe perhaps all of these incidents that he's been involved with these past couple of years, if these may have a significant impact on his chances for the Hall of Fame. Oh, there ain't no way he's getting in. There ain't no way they're voting him in. No, there ain't no uh-huh. way. There ain't no way. They'll vote Mike Tomlin in for putting up with his shit. Uh, How long did sure. Mike Tomlin put up with this guy? Years. Oh, boy. I mean, and, and, and Steve, 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 I understand we have a quote coming in from an ex-NFL player. So everyone just be quiet and listen for it. We have Marshawn Lynch, ex-running back from the Seattle Seahawks. I'm just here trying to find out if y'all still think I'm crazy. Yeah, no. It's it's one thing for Marshawn Lynch to do what he did. It's another thing for Antonio Brown doing what he's doing. Lou, have you ever seen that? Lou, have you ever seen that in any sport where a player got undressed and quit on Never. the team? Never. I mean, you see it at the end of the game. They'll take their jerseys off. They'll swap jerseys. Right. They'll throw jerseys to the crowd. But a player in the third quarter of a Never. regulation game getting undressed and leaving – their team? I have never seen that in all the years I've covered sports. I have never seen that. They, I haven't seen Brown. I would be too surprised because he'll do anything. And this one was <laughs> way over the top. What a, what a. <laughs> I have, I, Lou, I'm with you, man. We riding in the same boat, buddy, and we paddling the same direction. I have never Thanks, seen that before. Never. Never seen it. And I thought streaking was out of style. The people on the uh, internet sure went. I was at the football game, and all of a sudden, this guy takes off his clothes. And they, hey, I know, what are you doing? Oh, boy, you decide make him you want, you know. <laughs> the, you the, people on the, internet went, the people on the internet went wild with that picture. They went wild. I saw. Of course. One, one of the best ones I saw was was a picture of him, and he was doing the why. And then you had the other members of the village people doing the MCA. Oh, yuck. <laughs> or as I like to call it, the S-U-C-K. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, but the way, through his, the way he threw his arms up in the end zone, it looked like he was making a Y. <laughs> so yeah. also, there was also uh, Jim. Don't forget, there was also an altered photo of him uh, dressed like a Jets cheerleader doing the. Yeah, wild. I saw that too. I saw that too. I, I would, Matt. I would guess that uh, Natalie Negrodi from Big Brother was uh, offended at that. She was. She was an actual New York Jets cheerleader. 
Yes, I remember. So I mean that was just, um, that was just but but back to what we were talking about. Material. I don't I don't think nobody I don't think nobody's going to touch him. I don't think nobody's going to pick him up. I would no. almost be willing to tell you Roger Goodell has called around the league and instructed every team hands off. Don't touch this guy. Please don't. Well, you know, if you have any if you have any common sense, don't do it. Yeah. You know, Jim, an easy an easy way to do that is to just permanently put him on the commissioner's list. Yeah. Yeah. Or the most wanted list. <laughs> you know, I mean, you he, put him on the he, commissioner's list, he can't sign with anybody. Yeah. Right. I mean he ruined his career. He ruined his career. He he Yeah. He caught he cost himself a million dollars too. Who yeah. the hell does shit like that and cost yourself a million damn dollars? Only a person who was totally mentally insane. And obviously he is. <laughs> I mean, Jim, you but, again, you uh, but again, that wouldn't be the first player to be considered mentally insane because I've seen people, I mean, I've seen, I've seen players like that, though. Not the same way that, you know, AB did, but I've seen players who are kind of whack. But see, and the thing about the, thing about the hit he took, I get that. But yeah. some of the crap he some of the crap he's doing takes a thought process. It's yeah. like yeah. he told Ava last night he was gonna do this. That didn't that wasn't sporadic. That didn't just happen no, no. because of a bad hit he took. He planned Ooh. that out. And you know, not not so, just that, but the other you know, the other incidents that I mentioned previously too, you know, he had uh he was involved in something where he tossed furniture out of his 14th floor apartment window that nearly hit a 22-month-old child back when he was with the. Steelers. How many? How many? How many incidents has he had with women? And and he had an incident with Tom Brady's personal trainer, where he yeah. sends him he sends him a message begging to get a hundred thousand dollars back from him, and the guy says, "Okay, no problem. I'll refund you." And he and he publishes that. I mean, the and guy was nice as he, he could be. He was nice as he could be and was going to give him his money back. And AB goes and publishes that too. Yeah, and he provided his bank account information as well uh, in the uh, since deleted tweet. But uh, let's face it, it's the internet. So whatever is posted on the internet, once yeah. it's posted, it never goes away. So I'm sure oh, no, somebody's got it. Digging, it is out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, somebody's got it. Yeah, they got it. You're marked for life oh, now, oh. buddy. Tr- trust me, when he posted it, everybody was screen capping like crazy. Yeah, it's it just this pretty much has to be if I if if I was the owner of a team, you know, I don't care how bad my wide receiver core was, I would look at Brown and I would say, yeah, no, way too much baggage. And, I mean, he didn't even play a game, remember, with the Raiders. He didn't even play a single game. He signed a uh, – or was he signed or was he traded? I forget. Uh, he was either – I think he signed, like, a multi-year contract with the Raiders. And – you know, making all this money, 
Okay, no, he was traded. So he was he was officially traded from the Steelers to the Raiders. And, and it it was, was a it was a first. year it was a year the Raiders were on um, that HBO show where they uh, they go behind the scenes in camp with a team. Hard knocks. Yeah, hard knock, and the whole damn thing was dedicated to what what is what is going on with Antonio Brown. That's all mm-hmm. that they had on the Raiders, and it turned out there wasn't a damn thing going on with him. Yeah, and because uh, I, I remember that whole thing involving the uh, the cryo, uh, you know, uh, I, gu- I guess he uh, he tried to cryogenically uh, uh, heal his feet or something, and he ended up suffering uh, massive burns on them as a result. Because I, I forget what he was doing. He was trying to he was trying to heal his injured foot, his injured feet or something like that. Uh, yeah. And he was trying out this new technique, and he ended up suffering. I forget, I forget what kind of degree burns it was, but uh, needless to say, you know that's part of the reason why he ended up missing training camp with the Raiders was because of that, uh, because of that incident. And then, you know, ultimately he ends up either talking his way or doing something uh, to get himself out of. Uh, off of the Raiders, and then he ends up signing with New England before those sexual assault allegations came up. I mean, it's just it's it's just year after year after year. There's always something yeah. that comes up with this guy. It's I don't really know. What else, what else we can really say about uh, about him? Quite frankly, because he's a lost cause at this point. Well, look, the whole thing, yeah. the whole thing, he always has a stupid excuse: the cryovac, his ankle, other players getting guaranteed deals, other players getting targeted more. He's always got. Excuses. The bottom line, he's just not as good as he used to be. No, and 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 the biggest, the biggest thing that should tell you that is the credibility of Tom Brady. Brady's the greatest of all time. Don't you think if Antonio Brown could perform like he used to, Brady would be all over his ass throwing passes oh, to Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I, I mean, Jim, you take, you take a look at his stats from his last year with Pittsburgh back in 2018. He had 15 touchdowns for over 1,297 yards back in 2018 where he only missed one game. Since then... He's played a full NFL season through three seasons. Sixteen games yeah. between. See Tampa here, here and here's the, the here's the difference. Here's the difference. He and Randy Moss kind of had parallel careers. They were both great wide receivers. They both had the reputation of being trouble. They were hard to get along with. 
Yeah. Randy Moss gets traded to the New England Patriots. He sees it as a second chance to salvage his career, and the Patriots set a record for um, NFL total offense after they got Moss, and he was a huge part of it. He's widely respected. He's got a job now as a commentator and analyst on a major network. What has A.B. done? Nothing. Nothing. Pretty much. Absolutely nothing. So so who are football fans going to respect in that situation? It's going to be Randy Moss. The guy was badass when he played, and he got his shit together, and he ended his career on a high note, and now he's got a great job. His son's a player, college, and, you know, everyone sees Moss as a true NFL Hall of Famer. (laughs) A.B.? No way. They're not gonna. The they are thing, not voting this asshole into the Hall of Fame. And the if biggest they do, thing is he actually, for people, for people, Moss respected like Brady, and the fact that Brady was the reason why Moss even got brought into New England. Moss didn't turn his back on people he respected, or people no. who helped him. And he played his ass off. Yeah. I mean, he went in there and played like he had something to prove. A.B. don't do that. He don't think he's got nothing to prove. He thinks it should be given to him. So, anyway. Yeah, anyway, you know. Maybe maybe, maybe we can move on to something else and get off of A.B. I think we've given him enough yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what, Jim? I want I want to get your thoughts actually because uh, while we were doing the podcast last week, uh, we had obviously we discussed uh, you know Brock Brock Lesnar winning the title off of Big E uh, at WWE Day One. Supposedly, this is not going to affect WrestleMania plans, according to. Uh, until uh, according to the dirt sheet, the original plan was that if if it, if it had remained with Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and the Fatal Four Way would have stayed a Fatal Four Way, Seth Rollins supposedly would have taken the title off of Big E. That was supposedly the the plan. This whole you know the whole time before Roman had gotten COVID. Yeah. Now, so so what? What are they? What are it? they saying? The main? What are they saying? The mania plan was for Brock against Roman with with uh, Heyman uh, straddling in the middle. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it was going to be Brock versus Roman, uh, and that Heyman would be. You know, Heyman would basically uh, would have to pick a side. 
And yeah. supposedly and, they said that the decision was made to put the title on Brock because this would only further enhance the story that they were going to try to tell between Roman and Brock. Well, it could. It, 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 it could. And, and the way they're doing it, I don't uh, – 100% honesty, I don't watch any of the shows anymore. Um 100% I'll watch a match here or there. Um, I did see the segment with, with Roman and Brock and Paul, and I, I, it's almost to the point where why don't you put a wig and some lipstick on Paul, put him in a short, sexy skirt, and let him be the girl they're fighting over. Yeah. Because, uh, it, it, I mean... Probably makes but, woman, though. I mean, we, we've talked about this for, I don't know, three, four years, Steve, that it would be a good storyline. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And who does Paul actually turn against? So I'm okay with it. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It, you know, does he, does he turn on goal. Roman? Does he turn on Brock? Or does he duck? Maybe the maybe the the surprising thing is he doesn't turn on either one of them. He just lets them wrestle it out and decide it. You know, I'm almost yeah. wondering if we may have a because you know how WWE is all is all about changes now. I mean, they fired their entire original NXT crew Critical. essentially. Well, I mean, I uh, mean. Shit. Do they? I mean, they still got the TV contract for NXT because they don't have any talent down there. No. Well, they do have Rick Steiner's uh, kid, uh, Braun Brecker, who's the uh, the new NXT champion. Uh, but you know, I'm kind of wondering with with this with a whole thing involving change. I'm wondering, with considering the both have have titles currently, could we see a return of the undisputed championship with both titles being merged again? Uh, that's possible. Is that the payoff? Well, it's probably kind of likely. You know, for a Mania match, that's probably kind of likely, and then yeah. they can steer away from it you know, a month or two later, but it's probably kind of likely as a promotional thing, you know, to do it that way. Um, I, I kind of like what they're doing with impact. If they're going to share talent yeah. back and forth, oh, yeah, exactly. I think, I think that's, I think that's a good avenue for them. You know, that's, that's another thing I was going to bring up, Jim, because, uh, obviously, Mickey James is announced for the Royal Rumble. She is the current Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion. And, you know, maybe this isn't – it wouldn't seem so big at first, but then the fact that WWE actually recognized her as the Impact Wrestling Knockouts women uh, – you know, Knockouts champion. Yeah. They actually – And, and it, it makes you think – it makes you think, is there more of this coming besides yes. her? And actually, they they said that there's the potential, do not be surprised, with TNA or Impact.
Impact Wrestling currently holding uh, a pay-per-view tonight, do not be surprised if you see somebody from the WWE appear on screen. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, it has to work that way back and forth if you're going to share talent. And I mean, you could almost I've, I've, I've always thought sharing talent was a good idea because, yes. you know, TNA don't have to pay the WWE people that come no. down there. WWE don't have no. to pay the TNA people that come up there. No. So it, it's kind of a win-win if you can agree on who to swap and what their outcome is. I mean, you know, I've just, seen it happen in the past, and the outcome was always that whoever was visiting another brand, they never won the title there. The only difference was Kenny Omega with with Impact Wrestling and AEW. That was the only the yeah. only difference there. And I I, uh, I saw a photo, I saw a photo on I saw some of the girls commenting um, on Instagram. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what they called her in WWE. Her what her name is is Barbie Blank. Yeah. Um, Kelly, I don't know Kelly. what they called her. Yeah, Kelly they Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly. Right. She's promoting that she's going to be there. Um, Summer Rae is promoting she's going to be there. The Bellas are going to be there. Um, they're bringing back quite a few people from the past. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of uh, and, and you know they released a graphic of all the of all the names that are going to be in the women's Royal Rumble, but there were quite a few spots left open. So you kind of have to wonder: Are there even more surprises planned out? Oh, I'm sure there are. Um, how far away is that? Uh, let me look real quick. Uh, how many weeks well, away are I, we I looking wanna... at? The reason I'm asking you is that the reason I'm asking you, Sasha's out for six weeks. Oh yeah, no, it'll be six weeks. Uh, It is January 29th, so about three weeks. Yep, three weeks. So Sasha's gonna miss it. Yep. Sasha won't be back till about Mania time. Yeah. March, right? Uh, but, I mean, you know, j- just imagine how big that would be, Jim, if Mickey James shows up. And, I mean, obviously, assuming that Mickey does not lose her Impact uh, title tonight. Imagine, I-, I granted Impact isn't anywhere as big as they used to be, but imagine how big that would be, you know, for the <laughs> proverbial forbidden door, as we call it, Uh how big it would be for Mickey James to appear on WWE programming with the knockouts title. I mean, this would be yeah. the first time since and quite frankly, WCW that WWE I don't, has acknowledged an outside company with them announcing. She's going to be part of the Royal rumble. I don't see no way in hell. She loses her, her strap before then. No, no, I, 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 
especially when they referred to her as the knockout champion. Now, they wouldn't say that for the, for her to then all of a sudden lose her title tonight. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, if, if she lost that title tonight, I'd be thinking, how did they screw this up? <laughs> so I, I almost have I like to tell that myself. You know, I almost have to wonder, could we see another potential invasion angle like we did with WCW and ECW against the WWF? Well, they tend to normally do that. And I read something somewhere today, I don't know where it was at, that NXT was poised and ready for an invasion angle with who they had on their roster. And oh, that could be impact. And and they don't think it's going to happen now with after what all happened and who all left. Ooh. They think there's going to be some call-ups, but there won't be an invasion. But um, mm. with, with impact, it might work. I mean, they are technically on the same level in regards to, uh, you know, where, I mean, Impact Wrestling, they're on Axis TV, I think they're called, AXS TV or something. I have it. You know, I've got, (laughs) here's the funny thing Um, with me. I I can't tell you how many channels we've got. It's got to be over 300. We've got all the premium channels, all the kid channels, all the sports channels. We've got everything. What have you got? we don't get we we don't get that one. <laughs> and then I talked uh, talk to your... Je- I talked to Jesse, you know, the guy that was on Big Brother, Jesse Goddard, that that's a pro wrestler. And we were comparing networks that um the show he does is on and none of those are on, are on our channels. <laughs> what's your what's your service, Jim? Sudden link. Uh yeah, I don't think they carry that. I have uh, I have Fios and I do get the access channel. Yeah, we don't get it. We have sudden link. We have internet with them. We have we have a landline phone with them and all those damn premium channels and kids channels and sure I. Pack. Our our bill's three hundred and thirty five dollars a month. That's how much Jesus. we have. <laughs> a landline, what's that? Jesus. Landline is what I'm talking to you on right now. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> That's the but, only reason know, we have a landline is because I use it for the podcast. Right, right. Yeah, Jim, it would it, it would make it would make sense though with Impact Wrestling, they they just had the ROH title get defended tonight on Impact on an Impact show, you know it's possible they could, if they were to potentially do an angle with WWE, you know WWE has had business dealings with ROH in the past as well, uh, mostly involving you know former talent, uh, you know former talent footage and whatnot. Maybe perhaps yeah. they could do an invasion angle that would see ROH, certain ROH stars and certain Impact Wrestling stars invade the WWE. Yeah, like, you know, may, then, maybe uh, 
maybe the Briscoe brothers. Yep. I mean, there's a whole like bunch of talent that they could use. Uh, Matt, Card- yeah. Matt Cardona and uh, Big Cass from Impact. You know, there's yeah. certain people that they could bring in that it would, I mean, it would kind of help the WWE when you think about it because it would be a, a change of, you know, this isn't something that WWE is actually doing this for the first time since they took over the entire wrestling industry. Yeah, the the right. the thing that's the thing the thing that worries me about this, um, I like both organizations. I think they've got a good mixture of talent to swap back and forth. And if they want to do an invasion, I think they could do it, and it would probably work. But my issue is how well is Vince going to get along with? Who's running TNA? How are they going to oh, agree Demore, yeah. without button heads? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Scott, uh, I forgot because Scott, cause Scott Demore does run, or no, is it Scott Demore or is it Don Callis? I forget which one is the actual uh, management. I think, for, uh, I think it's Callis. I'm not positive, but I think it's Callis. Mm. But well, Callis did. I know. Did I, I know. Sort of... I know she caught. I know she caught a lot of heat from wrestling fans, and that's just how wrestling fans are. They're going to pick and nitpick. And but back when right. Dixie Carter, back when Dixie Carter had TNA, and she had all that talent down in TNA, I watched their damn show every week because it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Back I when AJ was down well. there. Yeah. Back when they had back when they had actual I mean I I even ended up going to a TNA pay per view back in two thousand and eight. Oh back I, when I they loved, were in uh, I loved uh, TNA back then. I loved TNA back then. You know? Um it kind of started going haywire. Started going haywire when it they did the uh the little angle where AJ's supposed to be messing around with Dixie and cheating on his wife, you know, that kind of went a little crazy. But but they had great talent. They had AJ, they had Kurt Angle, they had Sting. They had good people down there. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, you know, once they brought in... They had Double uh, J. They had Double J. The downfall of TNA was when they brought in Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, and they turned it from a six-sided ring into a four-sided ring. That's really what honestly – because it took away what made TNA unique. That wasn't smart. Yeah, that wasn't smart. The six-sided ring was unique. Nobody else had that. Um. I mean, Dutch Mantel was was uh, booking matches. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Jarrett's not Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Jerry Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett's daddy. Jeff Jarrett's daddy, Jerry, was booking matches. Um, they had good people in the positions where they needed them, and they they booked good matches. They had good talent. It was fun to watch. Um, it was it was still 
I mean, you still saw blood. It was yeah. It was good. It was good. And then, um, I think Dad uh, Dixie's daddy pulled the plug on it, and he didn't pump no more money into it, and said, "No, Dixie, I'm done with this." I mean, the you know the hey, thing guys, the thing is busy. back then. Back then, they had the talent to where people wanted to see dream yeah. matches like Shawn Michaels versus uh, versus AJ Styles. They wanted to see Abyss versus Kane or The Undertaker. Oh you know. yeah, I forgot Abyss. He was he was a huge star down there. Huge. I mean, there's huge. There were so many so many dream matches uh, that everybody was looking towards and. All of a sudden, you know, I mean, obviously, WWE would never, uh, back in the day, work with an outside organization like TNA, because uh, they saw TNA before they went down the shitter. They saw TNA as somewhat of a credible threat, potentially, and obviously, once they went down the shitter, you know, TNA became a non-entity and a non-issue. Uh, the big thing here, though, is I believe that if there is a legitimate partnership between the two, I mean, TNA obviously worked previously with AEW uh, earlier uh, last year. I feel that working with the WWE, I mean, not only is WWE, you know, the bigger company overall, but WWE actually does know how to make collaborations work. Well, I mean, who, they, uh, who who all who all does who all does Impact have on their roster now that yeah. WWE fans would be wanting to see? Uh well, I mean in regards in regards to people that they are familiar with, uh they got big cats They've got Matt Cardona, who was known as Zack Ryder at the time, uh, Rhino, uh, Heath Slater, who has now started to become a, a more serious singles competitor. Uh, they have this guy called Moose, who WWE has Oops. reportedly been looking at for some time. He's the uh, Impact World oh, Champion Oh, I know who right you're talking now. about. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, they have... Chris Sabin, obviously. Uh, let's see, do they have Alex Shelley? No, they don't have Alex Shelley anymore. Uh, but they have Chris Sabin, who at one time was huge with Alex Shelley. Uh, they have, let's see. Ooh, D'Lo Brown, there is a, uh, I mean, he's not a wrestler anymore, obviously. He's a uh, commentary, part of commentary. But, what about, you know, uh... there's a WWE connection. What about the possibility? Is there a possibility they signed Bray Wyatt? Uh, possibly. I mean, I know they've been in contact with uh, with Braun Strowman before he had uh, before he had appeared at ROH or was it ROH? I forget where he appeared. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they had been in contact with Strowman, who is good friends with Bray Wyatt, so. Well, just just to be just, uh, and we can get loose thoughts on this, but just to be honest, so Mm -hmm. far from the names you've thrown out, I don't foresee them having a big impact in the WWE. 
I don't see no big names there that the fans are going to want to see. What I basically see are WWE rejects that that they got rid of two or three years ago. Yeah, I mean, they also have the Good Brothers. They they have, or not the Good Brothers, the club, as WWE called them. Uh, They have uh, the Iconics. Big cast, as I mentioned, uh, Emma, though she's now known as Tennille Dashwood. Uh, well, that's a, that's a real name. They got Rich. They got Rich Swan and his uh, and his wife Sue Young, who WWE now, originally I've, I've known had. I've I've known. I have known Sue Young. I cannot tell you how many years I've known her from her starting her career in Memphis. I mean, they they have names who are mostly known to, like, either they were former WWE rejects or they were, you know, mostly known from the independent scene. Kind of like what, uh, what AEW had before they started signing the big name WWE guys. Yeah. So this this would go over better if they added some ROH people. Yes, probably. Like, uh, for example, uh, who was the guy that they had just signed or uh, that they had just had tonight? Jonathan Gresham, who's the current ROH champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they had know, the Briscoes. Be, they had the Briscoes. The they Briscoes, lost. Yeah. Uh, they they lost Jay Lethal to. Uh, um, AEW. AEW. What about yeah. uh, what about uh, Christopher Angel and what was his uh, tag team partner's name? Elix Skipper, or are you thinking of Kazarian? Kazarian. Kazarian, I think, is still with AEW. I do not know where Christopher Daniels is right now. Um. I want to say he's still with AEW, but I could be wrong. Let's see. No, he is still with AEW. He's actually the head of talent relations over there right now. Well, just from what I've heard so far, and I know there's probably other names we've forgotten or whatever, and 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 we'll ask Lou this. Um, I don't think this is going to be a long storyline i think it's going to be something that's going to it's going to be a uh a drive off a uh, a uh, uh, one and done a hit yeah. and miss thing you know I, I i don't see this being an invasion i don't i don't think they have the talent to make it an invasion very short chapter here yeah i agree I agree. No, j- maybe, Jim, maybe, uh, maybe the rumble, Lou. Maybe the rumble, and that's it. Maybe the rumble. Uh, Jim, you get more storylines right that way. In terms of uh, the talent that I rec- that I think WWE fans may recognize from ROH, uh, you would have Braun Strowman, who is going by Adam Schur, uh his his real name. Uh, you have Angelina Love. Uh, you have where Chelsea where is Green. Velvet Sky? Where is Velvet Sky? 
Velvet, I believe, is retired. I think though she might be. I know. Working. She, I know she just. I know she just started an OnlyFans uh, account. She's, she's I, don't, with, I didn't she's know if she was NWA. still wrestling. I know she broke up with Bully Ray. Uh, she's with uh, she's with the National Wrestling Alliance as a uh, as a color commentator. Okay, all right. I always liked her and uh, Angelina. But uh, let's see. Obviously, they have the Briscoe brothers. Uh, they have EC3, who wasn't really that much in WWE, anyways. Uh, they he got never. Homicide. He never. EC3 was big in the small. The small uh, agencies and the small groups. He never he got over. Too. He never got over when he went to WWE. I mean, they. I don't. I don't know what it was. He he just didn't get over. Uh, they do have Homicide, uh, who was huge in TNA before he ultimately ended up parting ways with them uh, as part of LAX. Uh, he let's see. They got Maria, who has basically sworn that she would never work for WWE ever again following uh her release and well her uh, i think her it husband. actually i think it actually had a little more to do with the release of her husband yeah that's exactly that's probably the thing is the yeah. fact that you know with how they did both her and her husband as well um you know wouldn't really but other Where than is that, uh, you know, there's not really much that they have. Is 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 Lana under contract with AEW? Nope. She is. So she's not doing anything except hanging around with her husband. Pretty much. I believe she is a free agent right now, though I might be wrong. Somebody, somebody's um, missing the boat on that. And and I'm yeah. not saying she I'm I'm not saying she was a great scientific wrestler because she wasn't, but she was a great on the air personality. Yeah, I mean she she's been referenced a couple of times in AEW, but she's never actually appeared on AEW. Her last appearance in wrestling was on WWE programming. Yeah. So I guess she, I guess she, she must be she happy could be not she could be looking for for more movie roles. You know, she was she was a movie actress before she got into all the wrestling stuff. She'd been in movies. Right. So um that's why they they hired her and and gave her the Russian accent and everything because they thought she could pull it off, and she did. She pulled it off. She did good with it. Um, yeah. But she's not going to be a in ring um, competitor. But she could put together a stable, be a valet, be a manager. She could bring some attention to a match. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, there, there's more 
that I believe the WWE could have gotten out of her as opposed to, uh, I mean, they really forced her into a tag team uh, late in her career with, I think it was Natalia or something. I think they I think they ruined her and lost her way before them. I think they yeah. I think they killed her career when they put her with Bobby Lashes and, oh, yeah. and made them yeah, dating. That was horrible. I think I think that killed her because nobody bought that shit. Everybody knew she no. was with uh Miro. Everybody knew they were married and nobody and everybody knew Lashley had a wife. Nobody bought that crap. Yeah. But, uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on Vince McMahon essentially cleaning house uh, of all of the original NXT employees? So, like, you saw William Regal, Road Dogs. Well, I have have two thoughts. I have two thoughts. One thought is he's downsizing. And he's eventually going to get rid of it. And even though NXT has a TV contract, by the end of the contract, he will have it dwindled down to where there is no NXT anymore. There will be no new contract. That's the first thought. The second thought is, and this one's going to shock you, but I honestly think, and I I never would have thought this years ago, but I honestly think he's considering selling the company. It, it makes sense, doesn't it? With, with all of the wrestlers that he's released within the last year or so, calling them budget cuts. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you, as far as being in the business world and knowing how deals work, if you got a behind-the-scenes deal going where a guy is giving a word that, hey, I'll buy the company, but I don't want this and this and that and that, so you need to get rid of that and that and this and this, and then we can come to yeah. an agreement on a price. Maybe that's what's going on. And don't laugh. Do not laugh at this. But oh, the no. Rock's name the Rock's name is being mentioned as the potential buyer. Yep. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. his name has been thrown out because he, he already acquired uh the XFL to begin with. Uh his wife yep. did. Or ex-wife, I think. Um, Denai Garcia, or was it Denai and, Garcia? I forget. And I forget Steve, the name, Steve, but. Steve. The thing with me is, last year, the year before, the year before that, the year before that, the year before that, when everyone would would bring this rumor up, I would be like, "Are y'all fucking crazy? He's not going to ever do away with his family's company." But I'm there now. I'm there where I'm at least giving it a 50-50 chance that maybe that's what he's going to do and make his money and say to hell with it. I'm out of here. Y'all have fun. I got my money. 
Because think about it, Jim. Triple H was supposed to have been the successor. He was supposed to be the guy who would be given the keys to the kingdom. And but that's not what that's not what it looks like is going on. It looks like everything Vince is doing is against what Triple H would want done. Yeah. You know, he fired all of Vince's or all of uh, Triple H's guys, William Regal. And by the way, William Regal, he has been given a whole bunch of praise for all oh, of the he's, talent he's, that, I that met, they had developed. I met, I actually met William Regal in a mall in Memphis. I was just in there shopping one day, and and the mall had a ice skating rink in the middle of it. And above the uh-huh. ice skating rink were little restaurants where you could get things to eat. I had grabbed something to eat, was sitting at a little table watching people skate. I look up, and here's this guy that's bought something else. He's sitting at a table behind me watching people skate, and I'm like, I know that guy. Who the hell is that? I'm like, oh, my God, that's fucking William Regal. So I turn around, and I introduce myself, and I say, I'm pretty sure that you're William Regal, the uh, the wrestler, because back at that time, he was still very actively wrestling. You know, he was a wrestler. Yep. And he said, yeah, you're correct. And I said, so you're in town for the show tonight? And he said, yes, I am. And I just, I just came out here to get something to eat and kind of hang out and kill the day. And I said, well, good for you. Um, and then we started talking about the damn ice skating rink, and we started picking out people skating and busting their asses and laughing at them. He was so cool. He was so cool. And Yeah, and he... He's just responsible for all of the people that have gone through NXT. But I mean, and this, if you stop and think think about it, this guy didn't have to do that. All he had to do was blow no. me off and say, uh, yeah, that's me, dude. I'm trying to eat. Can you leave me alone? He didn't do that. He did not. He was nice as he could be. And we were eating and making fun of people busting their asses out there trying to skate. That's how cool he was. Yeah, he's always been he's always been someone who has who has been really kind to uh to fans. You know, he's not like uh like a like a Corey Graves who basically told oh. fans to fuck off, essentially. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. if that would have been the same situation, Steve, if I turned around and saw, saw Corey Graves sitting behind me, I wouldn't even speak. I would not even speak to him. <laughs> but this, this, this was William no. Regal. This was William Regal, and everybody knows William Regal is cool. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, that's what made it even worse, you know, seeing his name being be included in all of the all of the released names. It's like... This dude has worked for Vince for 21 years. Yeah. And you're going to get rid of him? Like, you really couldn't? I, I understand maybe maybe he wasn't 
included in the new vision that NXT that he had for NXT, but you really you can still include you can him? still move him and use him somewhere. I mean, if they need an authority figure, I mean, yeah, they're using uh, what's his face now? I can't even Adam Pierce as an authority figure. Mm-hmm. William Regal has been an well, authority they, figure they, they before. They could use Regal like that. They could use Regal like that, or they could use Regal as a trainer. They could use Regal as a uh, a producer, producing the matches. Exactly. There's a lot of things they could have used Regal for because there ain't nothing in the damn business Regal don't know how to do. Yeah, so that's I think that's what's puzzled people so much about this is you mean to tell us that you couldn't find one – uh, another thing for Regal to do. Yeah, I mean, okay, you release you release Road Dog, you release Samoa Joe, you release Runjin Singh, uh, who had been also been with. Well, the company I mean, for years. I mean, a lot of people got upset that Samoa Joe was released, and I get that, but he's a wrestler. He's going to catch on somewhere. He's still young. Yeah, I'm more upset at Regal being released. Yeah. So am I, and you know it's it's not it's not specifically that I mean yeah obviously he's retired, but it's the I think it's it's more of the fact that he had been with the company for 21 years, and I guarantee you they released him as a budget cut, is what they probably told him. I mean, you mean to tell me that you couldn't? You know, you couldn't find some way to put him on programming or make him useful, uh, you know, whether it be as a producer, like you said, or as a trainer. You mean to tell me that there's nothing that he could have provided that would have helped you guys for the present and the future? After being with the company for 21 years? I mean, I just... I understand re- releasing Gabe, Sap- Gabe Sapolsky. You know, he uh, he was the former owner of ROH, uh, vice president of Dragon Gate, and the founder of Evolve before WWE uh, absorbed the both of those companies. But, you know, releasing somebody like Regal, I think it, it pissed off a lot of people because it's like, that's one release that Vince is probably going to regret because yeah, I saw uh, you know again, wrestling fans can sometimes go to the extreme, but they do post funny things. Um, when all this was going on, and you know, of course, we've talked about Triple H was supposed to be the heir apparent to running the company. And right, he's yeah. the one that got all the credit for creating NXT and making it so good where it developed so many stars. And I, I, I read on Twitter where someone posted, well, I guess if Shawn Michaels gets fired, Triple H knows he's next. Honestly, you're not that far off, although with, with – with Michaels being in the Hall right. of Fame, you know, I don't think they will ever do that. I don't think they would ever, you know, if he was going to leave, he would leave on his own. But, uh, you know, they had uh, they asked a, com- a comment from Scotty Tuhati, who at one point was a, uh, he was a trainer 
for NXT about this. And he said that he saw the writing on the wall before it even happened. And he had actually asked for his release before uh, everything transpired the way it has. So, yeah, I I, I still have a feeling this isn't the last that we're going to see of of these releases. I sort of think, and I could be wrong about this, but I... A lot of people don't know, but I am a huge Triple H fan. I always have been. Um, I think if Vince were to release Sean, Triple H would quit. Possibly. Mm. Because I wouldn't doubt it, but you're, you're pretty much getting rid of all of his big connections that he has with the, uh, and, with the and, company and his, apart from his, his wife. closest his closest friend yeah i mean it's, it's like he it's like he said uh, uh previously on wwe programming back in the day was they're literally like brothers yeah i mean so, steve that that would be like that would be like somehow if if uh if I didn't own Whispers and somebody else did, but I was still running everything and they're starting to let people go and then they come up all of a sudden and it's like, we're going to let Steve go. Fuck it. I'm out of here yeah. too. You know? Yeah. I think that's what Triple H would do and he'd just tell Stephanie, look, I've had enough of this shit. I've watched it for a, a year. Everything I built, he tore down, and now he's going to fire Sean? Sean? Who's a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah. So, I would hope Sean is untouchable. I don't know. I don't know what he makes. I don't know how much they pay him. I know Stone Cold's still on the payroll, and he don't do shit for him. I mean, if you want to cut some damn money, quit paying Stone Cold. He don't do nothing for you. I like him, but what does he do? Nothing. Keep people like Regal and get rid of people that ain't doing shit. Yeah, you Undertaker, know, just, Undertaker's still on, and I know, I know the thought behind it. Well, if we don't keep them under contract and keep paying them all this money, they may go to AEW. Well, you know that might be a chance you have to take. You might have yeah. to look at, at at the Undertaker and say, if if uh, I don't cut you back, and you want to go to AEW. Go ahead, because you can't wrestle no more, no way. Well, for I think with Vince, I think it's more of a, you know, because of the fact that he was loyal to Vince throughout all of Vince's hard hard times that he was on. Uh, I know, I, I, I get when, that. I, I'm I'm kind of using him as an example, because yeah. there are plenty more out there who are still under contract that don't do a damn thing but collect paychecks. Yeah. 
and it's 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 only just so, just so that they uh they can't be used elsewhere right exactly and you know as far as the wrestlers go that were released you know the wrestlers they're not really that much to talk about i mean they're not on like the level no of there wasn't Chiampa there really wasn't Dunn. i mean samoa joe was uh, the biggest name but yeah in all honesty, he was another guy that came from TNA. He was big time over in TNA. He never really got over in WWE. A lot of fans like him because he's Samoa Joe. A lot of fans pull for him because he's not this day Batista looking guy. He's overweight. He's a little bigger and a little slower, so a lot of fans pull for him. But... He never really got over, in my opinion. No, no, he never, he never did because of the, and I think part of it had to do with the fact that he was injury prone. Yeah, I liked him better as I liked him, but I liked him better as an announcer. I thought he was pretty good as an announcer. Yeah, but for some for some reason, I guess Vince didn't like didn't uh, didn't like him in that spot or something. So. I like I liked him better. They, I liked him better than Corey Graves. Oh, so did I. I thought because I felt yeah. I, you know I feel it would be sort of like I know this is a bad example to use, but it's sort of like Gorilla Monsoon. You know, you have somebody who has actually wrestled before, or like yeah. Jerry the King Lawler. You know, you have somebody right. who's actually wrestled before and can provide a realistic. Um you know, realistic uh, message to the viewing audience. Yeah. You and, know, and, and, when... and a couple of others, uh, a couple of others mentioned Jesse, the body Ventura. He was in that category. Yeah. Yeah. The macho man was in that category. Um, they gave good perspective because they had been in the ring before, yeah. you know, and I think, I mean, I think Lawler was the best in, you know, Maybe you can call me biased, but as far as WWE goes, um, my favorite matches to hear called or pay-per-views to watch being called were JR and, and Lawler. Oh, easily. Those two are who I grew up on watching, you know. Well, obviously, you know, the first match I saw was actually uh, – I want to say it was, it was WrestleMania 17, so that would have been Heyman and Jr. at the right. time. But um, and you know, Steve, Steve, what's funny is every once in a while you'll still see videos pop up, like where yeah. a buffalo runs over a man, or like that 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 uh, the stands that fell in with the uh, with the Washington football the team. And they'll they'll add Jr. and Jerry's commentary to it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's still <Yeah>. good. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it oh my God! <laughs> it, it's like uh, it, it's something that has basically transcended not just the wrestling industry, but uh, you know, social media and stuff like that. You you would hear it on other forms of entertainment besides right. wrestling. Right, just like all the 
the RKO memes that they've come up with. But but yeah. I heard, you know, I always listen to Stone Cold's um, podcast because mm-hmm. um, him and whoever his guest is, they always go way back, and you hear behind the scenes, you hear inside stuff. It's really cool if you haven't listened to it. Um, it's on uh, Peacock now. Um, about six bucks you know, a month, that, whatever it is. That might that might be why they're keeping him under contract is because technically he is on yeah. WWE programming. Yeah, but um, it is considered WWE programming. But I heard he he had Lawler on, and that, of course they were going through the history, you know, because Steve got his start kind of in Memphis with Jerry and Jerry Jarrett and um, all of that. But it was interesting to hear Stone Cold. Um, at the end, at the end, Lawler was thanking Stone Cold um, for um, his matches and giving them so much to talk about and helping him and Jr. And Stone Cold brought the point up that Jerry, you don't understand. You and Jr. announcers, you guys make us with the fans. The way you talk about yeah. us, the way you describe us, the way you call a match, you make us. So thank you. Yeah, and that's you know, that that's kind of one of the things going back to Samoa Joe a little bit here, that's kind of one of the things that surprised me about the initial release yeah. of Samoa Joe because at the time he was the color commentator for Raw. And then all of a sudden it's like out of the blue, you know, you're seeing all these NXT names get released and all these main roster names. And then all of a sudden, that very first time he got released, his name pops up. And it was a complete shock to everybody because he his name was the last name that was that was put up there. Yeah, what what what's he – he's been released, what, twice in the last eight or nine months? Twice. Yep. Yeah. At the point, I kind of agree with, and I, you know, Lou and I have talked about this before previously on on the show, uh, that I really do think Vince is preparing for a a potential sale of the company. I mean, I know NBC has been involved, uh, NBC, Disney, uh, ESPN at one point was even involved, I believe, in potential negotiations and, as and a the potential guy, buyer. The guy who, the guy who's the president of the company now, Stan Kahn, and The Rock. Yeah, they are. You know, they, they are in tight together. They're in tight together. I mean, I just. I just look at Khan and how he's running things, and I'm like, because, I mean, let's face it, Vince isn't really running, like, these releases are all from Khan. They're not from Vince. So Khan is running most of the money uh, decisions now, from my understanding of it. So Vince is just more of a more of a spokesperson now, if anything, like being the, well, the public let's, figure. Let's, let's be honest, Steve. If you've heard him speak lately on camera, he's getting old. Yeah. He's 
getting up oh, there. Oh yeah, no, clearly, clearly. He's, uh, I mean, just watching, just watching the segments with Austin Theory are kind of cringe because it's like, dude, you, you should be retired by now. Why are you continuously appearing on yeah. programming like this? It's yeah, yeah, and 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 to give credit where credit's due, back in his heyday, he was probably the best villain they ever had. Yes, and believe it or not, for his age, if if you remember Jim, how buff he was. I mean, he had never he had never you know actually trained in professional wrestling, but you take a look at how buff he was, uh, like going back to even even uh, in his later wrestling years when he would occasionally appear, like when he wrestled Ric Flair. Or he wrestled Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. You know, he was a pretty buff dude before. Yeah, he was. That. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he you was. Know, before he, before he effectively ended up, uh, ended up and, retiring and, from and, his and, semi. And 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 I will add to that, Steve, that you never heard the rumors of steroids around him. All you heard was he's just a freaking workout warrior. Oh, it's true. You take you take there, there's some videos. I guarantee you, if you look on YouTube and you look, and you uh you know you search for Vince McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon and workouts, there's probably a whole entire compilation for. You know his his vigorous workouts that some of them have actually been shown on WWE programming. I mean, yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, actually, they still showed him working out, and even at the age of seventy, he was still he was still lifting as if he was in his fifties. Yeah, but but we all get there. I mean, yeah. that's the one th- – is that not the one thing that they always tell you that no premier athlete or celebrity yeah. can beat is father time? Yeah, they say uh, father time is always undefeated. Yeah, and see, I've, I've been going through that this year myself with what I went through and the surgery I had and all the weight I lost. Now I'm starting to I'm starting to add it back. I'm starting to gain it back. I'm starting to get stronger. But um it happens to people and I think it's I think it's finally happened to Vince. I think um he's not there anymore. Physically, mentally, and I think people around him have said, Dad or Honey, why don't yeah. we just sell and get out and get all the money we can get to care of our family forever? Yeah, it, uh, apparently it says uh, there was a recent uh, interview that was done between Freddie Prince Jr. 
uh, who has worked for the company. Yeah, he was a writer. Uh, Yeah, he was a writer. Yeah, he was a writer. And also uh, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone fame. Yeah, he's he's being uh, very critical right now. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's being very very critical. critical. And uh, Prince Jr. just said, I was talking to a dude who was interviewing to be their COO, or they wanted to interview. They ended up going with Nick Khan. He had passed, but he wanted to talk to me about the company. Uh, So we were just talking about the brand and all this, and he goes, yeah, they wanted us to buy the whole product. He's an executive at Fox, Nick Khan. He goes, they wanted us to buy the whole brand, but the number they wanted wasn't a number we were going to pay. So instead, we licensed SmackDown. So originally, WWE tried to sell them the entire brand. So Vince is definitely looking at selling. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he is. And I think I think he'll eventually settle in on a number. It may not be what it, he started out wanting, but it may get down to something he's still comfortable with. And... Um, we may see something we never, ever thought we'd see, WWE owned by somebody other than a McMahon. Yeah. And yeah. Not, ju- not just that, but also now with the – and by the way, she did retain her title tonight. So Mickey James will enter the Royal Rumble as the knockout win- – the, win- the TNA or Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion. So – uh, I've I've always I've always liked Mickey. I have too. Even uh, you know back uh, in her days in the WWE, back when she was the uh, the obsessed uh, uh, the obsessed I, follower I even, of uh, Chris Stratus. I even liked her back when she was doing all the nude pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and videos too. Videos too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, she's semi-attractive. I don't think she's she's not somebody I would just say, "Oh my God, she's hot." But you weren't after you, me wa- after after you watch all of that, you kind of walk away thinking, "Well, I wouldn't kick her out of bed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right, but. Uh, you know, a lot of people believe is she that, is she still married? She's still married to Magnus. Yes, she is. Okay, good. Nick, uh, what's his name? Nick. Uh oh my god. Nick Aldo um, or something like that. Nick Nick Aldis. Okay, yeah. Well, she did good. She got she got a good young guy. Yeah, and uh now, you know, a lot of a lot of people I've been reading uh have been saying that, oh, this is just obviously she's gonna be uh because, you know, she used to work for the WWE. Yeah, but at the same time, the fact that they're actually referencing her as being the impact knockouts champion, I mean, they've never they've never done that when they had I mean, like when Christian came back. They never referred to him as a former TNA champion. Yeah, right. I I, so I will I will 
I will predict right now Mickey will make it at least to the top five. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt that she will be. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe when she was in the Women's Royal Rumbles, I believe she did pretty good, if I recall correctly. She did. Uh, yeah, she did. She was with and you know, you know the Bellers are going to be in it. And I told you, yep. uh, uh, Kelly Kelly and uh, Summer Rae, they're both going to be in it. You know, I just, Summer Rae, I, I Summer Rae that, won't last long. Summer Rae won't last long. Kelly Kelly will last kind of probably midway. The Bellas will be in it a long time. I just, I just think, though, that this is really the biggest case of – you know, you talk about the forbidden door, the fact that no wrestling company is supposed to ever acknowledge, uh, you know, a, comp- uh, a competitor on their product. I, but why I not? would not be surprised why, why, at all. Why not, Steve? Why not, Steve? Have we not seen that more and more yeah. recently on networks? Especially oh, we have. during especially during football and baseball games. Do you not hear a specific network, sports network say, and now you can switch over to ABC and watch so and so versus so and so? Or do you, or are you yeah. watching CBS and, and their game's over and they tell you there's another SEC game on tonight at 7 on ESPN. I mean, we're seeing that more and more now. And I don't see where yeah. it hurts anything. I, I don't see where that hurts no. anything. No, it doesn't It doesn't hurt anything now. But I, th- I think it's because of back then, you know, back when you had WCW versus WWF, uh, you know, back before – leagues were more willing to work to or when network back before networks were more willing to work together with each other before that time yeah the good old there days. was more of a competition it was more of a competition basically so, yeah I, mean, I you know there's <laughs> i guess it i guess it depends on what it is you're not going to have you're going to have coca-cola come out and say hey hey we're we're not in pizza hut taco bell or KFC because they're owned by PepsiCo, so go buy your Pepsi yeah. products. Coke ain't gonna yeah. do that, you know. No. You're not gonna hear me. You're not gonna hear me as a spokesman for Whispers tell you to go to other reality groups on Facebook if you want your information. That shit ain't happening. But some things, it works. And you'd have to analyze it and look at it, but maybe some of the examples I gave you, maybe they're owned by the same company like Disney or something, and they're just cross-promoting. Well, that kind of makes me wonder if if perhaps WWE has purchased a portion of Impact Wrestling. Well, that's possible. Because why, why else would they openly acknowledge? Uh, I mean, granted, it's not going to really, you know, acknowledging Impact Wrestling isn't going to hurt WWE at all. You know, it's not like WWE would acknowledge uh, WCW because they never would back in the day. Uh, 
But, you know, I guess it's because of the fact that Impact Wrestling is such a small promotion now at this point that... Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we mention them, if we mention them or if we do something with them, you know, it's not going to really cause a and, problem for us down the road. And, and maybe maybe they wanted to beat AEW to, uh, to the punch. Maybe they felt AEW might do something like that, and they said, well, let's just do it, you know, and and we'll work out the money, you know, we'll we'll help pay for whoever comes here or whoever goes there, and um, we'll keep it away from AEW. Yeah, well, from, from, from what was, because uh, I believe there was a spokesperson from WWE that was asked this question. Uh, after AEW started up the whole partnership with Impact Wrestling at first, uh, a spokesperson for WWE was asked if WWE would ever consider something like that. And they said, as long as it's good business, we're open for business. Well, that's a good, that's a correct answer. <laughs> I mean, you so, always think that. Um, yeah. And then you get in and you negotiate and you nitpick. And if you can come up to something you like, you do it. And if you can't, then you don't. So, so obviously, must, it, obviously, WWE and Impact came up with something they can work with. Yeah, and also they did sort of see something tonight. Uh, you know, they never really, they never really showed their faces or anything. But they made a. I'm kind of wondering. I, I I need to look this up once the information gets out here. Uh, I want to see if the former Impact Wrestling tag team, uh, the Rascals, they're now known as MSK down in NXT. Uh, I want to see if that was actually them that appeared tonight without showing their faces. Well, let, let, let me ask you this. Um, since they had the card tonight, did anybody from WWE show up either on the card, backstage, or sitting ringside? Uh, not that I'm aware The only thing I'm aware of was uh, was the ROH. They they only had people from ROH, from what I'm aware of. I'm not sure about backstage yet. I need to right. I need to find that out. But as far as I know, the only ones that were shown on TV, there was a reference to MSK uh, in NXT with uh, their former their former third uh, trio partner was defending his X division title, and in his entrance. He came out with two people that looked like they were either body doubles or maybe they were the actual people without showing their faces. But they literally looked like, uh, uh, you know, his former tag team partners before they went to the WWE. Um, They had them and they had, uh, because the ROH title was being defended, they had the ROH ring announcer, the ROH lead commentator, and uh, they also had the ROH women's champion uh, sitting ringside. So I don't know yet in regards to if anybody from the WWE was there, 
But oh, okay, here we go. Uh, there is something from Steve Carrier of Ringside News uh, providing inf- information regarding WWE working with Impact Wrestling and possibly AEW. It says here there's a theory going that WWE is working with Impact Wrestling to get back at AEW. False. Yeah. We were told we were told that AEW is in discussions about projects with John Laurinaitis. WWE wants to use AEW talent for upcoming documentaries they are doing. They're playing. Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. Time out. You said AEW wants to work with John Laurinaitis? That's correct. That's WWE and AEW. Yes, and AEW still has that. uh, AEW still has that um, that agreement with Impact Wrestling still. So I think this is Vince's way of sort of of sort of easing his way slowly into the talks with AEW. Well, I. I don't get the AEW WWE at all. I don't think that shit'll ever happen. Because it says here Mickey James Probably coming not. back for the Royal Rumble. It says Mickey James coming back for the Royal Rumble is an example of a big changing policy in WWE. We were told that when Laurenitis reached out for her to be in the Rumble, she told him she's under contract to Impact. The source said that's not an issue anymore. No borders. Yeah, okay. Well. So basically the all right, new all right, policy listen, listen. Are... All right, listen. I, I want to I want to switch subjects again real quick. I want to get back to some football. Okay? okay. I want to go to Lou. I want to go to Uh-oh. Lou. <laughs> it 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 it's not tough, Lou. It's easy. Um how have you enjoyed picking games? For our games gridiron season. Oh, wonderful. You know, it's amazing. though. In, in the four and a half years I've been doing this, I have never been asked to do uh, the gridiron uh, games with you guys. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm sure if you went back to ride with my airship, but, you know, like I said, it took me four and a half years to get into this. <laughs> but isn't it a lot of fun? I mean, yeah, it, it's, 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 well. frustrating. it's frustrating, but it's a lot of fun. And it makes you watch yeah. games in a different way. I'm no stranger to football pools. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, and Lou, right now? Lou, right now, oh, wait a minute now, Steve. Steve, I've got a okay. second question. I've got a second oh, question. Okay. And it's for, it's for you, since I asked Lou that question. How damn far behind am I? How far behind am I from Lou? Uh, you are actually ahead of Lou. What? Uh, it must you have are ahead of Lou. during the, the bowl bonanza. Yeah, the bowl bonanza is where you pulled. Uh, yep. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. No, I'm thinking of Chris. You are tied with Lou right now. Oh. Okay. I get you. You are at 80. You're at 86, and Lou is at 86. You're I can tied handle that, that well. because I. I can handle that because I've been watching Lou's picks all season, and I'm thinking, shit, he knows what he's talking about. So if I'm tied with Lou, 
I'm good, yeah. Lou. I'm good with that. <laughs> but but Thank but you. I'm not good with my son beating us. I don't like that crap. <laughs> You're gonna let a whippersnapper beat us? Yeah, because I have to listen to uh. that shit. Uh, he beat Lou. Lou, you're yeah. you're you're gonna you're gonna feel my pain on this one when I tell you this. You're gonna feel my pain. One, yeah. I, I've won I've won this thing a couple of times. I think twice. Um, uh, he's yeah. won it. He's won it one or two times. I don't know uh-huh. if it's one or two, but I will tell you the the the. The time he won that I really, really remember was it came down to the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And we were tied going into the Super Bowl. So I me being me being the mature father, loving father that I am, <laughs> I tell him, son, I'm gonna let you pick first. If you beat me, you're and out of the he picked, he picked and beat me by that damn one pick. Because <laughs> ah. you know when he picked what he was going to pick, I picked the other. Because I didn't want us to end in a tie. So when he picked what he picked, oh, yeah. I went the other way. And I figure, okay, one of us is going to win. And he won. And I'm like, Jim, you dumbass letting him go first. <laughs> if that was my but, kid, we'd have grown for a month. <laughs> but he, he beat me by one damn point over the entire season. How oh, bad wow. is that? <laughs> if my nephew would have done that, oof. Oh, well, yeah, he's still bad yeah, anyway. But- but yeah, Lou, you've been uh, you've been towards the top, actually, or close to the top for pretty much most of the season. I think there's only yeah. been one week. I think there's only been one week really that you uh, sucked, that you had fallen down towards the bottom. But the, the, the that, thing you right know, you, the thing right now, Lou, thing right now, Lou is once we're hitting the playoffs, if you're five or six points behind, you kind of have to look at who the person ahead of you picks. And even if you agree, you got to go against it and pick the other way and pray that it goes that way and you pick up some points. And then what happens when we get down to the last week or two, Mm -hmm. the picks are in secret. So you can't do that. Uh-huh. You can't do that no more. The only people that see the picks will be Tim and Steve, and you can't play that little game where, okay, nope. I'm one behind, so I'm going to pick against what they – you can't do that. So yeah, it's, the thing it's is every, very, uh, it's very, very uh, – all season long. We, we've we've been, got it we've down to where it's very, very fair at the end. Yeah. And you also have to go back and think about, okay, who did I pick on the preseason picks to win the Super Bowl? Who did I yes. pick on the preseason picks to win uh, the NCAA? Because they 
come into play now. It's it's a fun game. I love it. I love playing it. It's frustrating. I love it. Um, we also, I don't know if you'll be interested in this, Lou, but we also do a Whispers March Madness where we let people come fill in, out. Coming in, coming in. Okay, we let people fill out two brackets on my account uh, at ESPN.com. I set up a group there. It's a whispers group. And you go there and you fill out two brackets. And ESPN keeps up with it. They total it up. They come up with the points. All we have to do is watch and see who we screwed up by picking them. (laughs) How much do you think we're going to screw up? Uh, look, that that's our motto. Oh, okay. If we picked you, if my, we picked you, we know we screwed you up. <laughs> well, my motto is if you. Well, my motto is if you feel disgusted, it's because your bracket is busted. <laughs> that's my motto. But I'm hey Steve, Steve, don't forget that now. When we get to the yep. Whispers March Madness, make sure we get the information. You know. Make sure Lou gets the information how to get in over at ESPN.com oh, yeah. Yeah, under be, my Whispers group. Yeah, that's going to be played around my birthday as well. And and you can name you can name your two accounts anything you want to name them. You can use your real name. You can come up with, you know, some kind of crazy team name. All we ask is if you come up with some kind of crazy name, let us know that that's you. Yeah. So we can keep up with you all season and know how you're doing. I can think of a crazy name. I mean, I use my real name a lot. Not every show I'm done. Uh, Steve. Wow. Steve, I like yeah. this guy. I like this guy. Can we not Thank get God. him on Facebook? Can we not get him in whispers? <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Well, get yeah, your ass in that. sports whispers. That I'm not in. Well, get. you need you need to get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. What do we need to do? We have a whole bunch. We have a whole bunch of talks uh, in sports whispers about about numerous. Yeah. Uh, you need you need to get him the link to sports whispers so we can get his ass in there, and he can meet uh-huh. all these people that he's talked to on the podcast. He can see all the things we're posting about in the group. Yeah, I've been here long everyone enough. Can, everyone can get to know him. Yeah, I've been yeah, here since, it's, since, like, what, uh, mid-2017. Yeah. Yeah, it's Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash groups slash sports whispers. And, uh, yeah, and if you if, – I don't know if you like Big Brother – or survivor. I'm not. I'm not much in that reality stuff or the okay. so-called right. reality well, stuff just, like Big Brother. I was just going to uh, tell you that we have. I was just going to tell you we have those groups too, but we started right. the sports group because when I first started Sports Whispers, my brilliant idea was I can do Sports Whispers in here too. We can talk sports along with all of our survivor postings. That shit didn't last long. <laughs> type in my name on Facebook, and uh, I'll, I'll take it from there. Just type in my name on Facebook. I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and you can look for me, Lou. We can get a friend request, 
you know. Right. You're um, so should and, I go into and your you name can or? read you can read some of the funny shit I post on my account. So just go into your name or go into a Facebook group. Um, well, you can go to Sports Whispers or you okay. can uh you can send me a friend request, uh Jim Early, E A R L Y and I'll send yeah, you a link and I'll get your ass in there. I'll automatically add your ass in there. Okay. I'll do that. I'll just type in your name and see what comes up. Yeah, and I'll send you the uh I'll send you the link also, uh Lou on Thanks. on text. Yeah. But it but yeah. if if uh if you're a uh if you're a friend member on my account I can automatically add you and you can say yes or no. All right. Because, I, I mean, I do that a lot. I, I'm i sure my mod, <laughs> yeah. I, I know my wife. I do follow Survivor maybe a little bit, but I don't follow much of that other reality stuff, you know, like Big Brother or well, Big, yeah, or it, Big it might be Father. Some, it, or, might be it might be something you want to be a member of where, you know, there may be something come up once a week that might pique your interest, you know. So, um, but... Uh, yeah. I, what I was going to say about these friend requests and stuff is I get so many freaking friend requests, and I know half of them are fake accounts, but I don't care. I add them, and then I go in and invite them to the groups to see if they want to join, and if they don't, then I unfriend them. Yeah. And most of the time, it's like really, really crazy hot women. So my wife is like, Jim, why am I, why am I getting all these uh, suggested friend people? And it says because they have one mutual friend, and it's you. Why are you friends with these girls? And I'm like, I. JJ, seriously, I'm just trying to add them to the group. If they don't join, I unfriend them. Right. It's simple, you know. All, yeah, it's all numbers. The, all the while all it is is numbers. You. That's all, all it all is. The while she's, and all the while, Jim, she's staring daggers at you in the process. Yeah, Uh-oh. I know. I know, but I know deep down she she knows. And I I know all you guys know. If you see something pop up, if yeah. Steve sees it pop on his account, um, send this person a friend request, and you click yeah. it, and it says uh, Jim Early is a friend, and you're looking at that account, and their tits are hanging out the top, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's trying to he's trying to see if he can add her to the groups. That's all he's doing. I don't know what my girlfriend would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm married with a I'm married with a house full of kids, so right. um I got I got a little leeway as long as I don't abuse it. And she knows she right. knows I don't abuse it. She know she knows she knows the deal. I've done that for years. She knows it. I've never, I've never even told Steve that. I've never told any of the mods that I do that. No. Nope. Um, but, but Steve knows now, um, and 
If they join, it's great. If they don't, I unfriend them. Yeah. That's I all it is. I can't believe you've been 11 years, though. Huh? I can't believe you've been at, you've been at this 11 years with this. Well, yeah. Uh, I have with this. And right. even before that, even before that, I did it on a uh, a network called Web TV. Um, I've heard of that. Also, you had Web TV. I heard of it. I never, I never was able to access it, but I've heard of it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you could still well, you could get on the internet with Web TV, and Web TV had their own groups that you could own. I had a reality group there. Um, Christopher, my son, hell, I thought I think he wasn't but about thirteen at that time. He ran the <laughs> sports group there. Um and and I always told everybody on that forum at Web T V, this is it for me. I ain't never gonna join Twitter and Facebook and all that kind of crap. I'm happy right here, and damn if I didn't do all of it. <laughs> yeah. I thought Web TV were in business. They did. They did. They uh, were owned by MSN, and, uh, and uh, MSN yeah. shut it. MSN shut it down. Um, right, I remember MSN. Have you ever Have you ever talked to JB on here on the sports podcast, Jim Reese, yes, I have. JB? He was he was a member of my web TV group. I've known JB oh, wow. longer than eleven years. Yeah, I mean I've so, only been involved um, in internet radio for six. I I mean there, uh, Steve. You you know Brad Bradley Huffer from Sports yep. Whispers and yep. Survivor. He was in uh, my web TV group. So, yeah, and I think, um, didn't you say, um, wasn't Chad Kincaid, I think, at one point? Kincaid was. David Cadmus was. Um, God. Uh, oh, my God. Patsy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to botch this, this pronunciation. Cisneros, <laughs> Patsy Cisneros was. And she's still in whispers. Um, oh God, there's there's been at least ten or twelve Steve that uh, came over from uh, Web TV to uh, join Facebook after I told them I'd never do it, and I did it. <laughs> I the the main thing Steve was I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real honest. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know if I could figure out how to uh-huh. maneuver Facebook. You know, I didn't know if I knew what I was doing. I was uh, I was the big time poster over at Survivor Sucks because I had all the spoilers. Um, and this is while I was still on uh, Web TV, and. It got so bad over there with how they treated people, and I didn't like it. I didn't like how they were so rude to people and let people just run other posters down that I decided I I, I need to open my own place 
and get away from over here. And it forced me to try to figure out how to do Facebook. That's how it all started on Facebook. And then shortly after, and then shortly after that, I joined. Uh, I ended up joining Whispers, and I think I lurked for like a year or something before I actually started posting. Yeah, yeah. I think it was something um, around that. Bill Marson came over with me. He was known as Chill One at uh, yeah. Sucks. He was a spoiler. He had spoiling information from one season because I he went that. there on he went there on a vacation and their tour guide told him a bunch of information because he was part of the transport transporting of players back and forth from tribal council so he knew who left when. And that's how Bill got his information. Um, and he followed me from Sucks to Facebook. Um, Owen Raleigh was a mod over there. His name over there was Mr. Slippery. And he's a big part of um, Survivor Whispers, Big Brother Whispers, uh, Survivor Whispers Premium. Um, Jesse Camacho, the actor who's in Lock and Key. If you haven't seen that, Lou, it's great. It's on Netflix called Lock and Key. There's an actor. There's an actor, act, there, actor in that that's a good friend of mine that I met uh, over at Sucks, and he left and joined um, Facebook, joined Whispers, and yeah, is still you, there. Did you get elevated to uh, the main cast, I think, or supporting cast just recently? Um, I don't know if he got elevated to the main cast or not. Um, you'd have to look for the ca- his name in the cat. His name in the cast is Doug. Uh, let's see. I, I, we've watched both both seasons. It, it's really good, and they got renewed for a season three, so they're going to have a season three. Yeah, he's. Listed, I've had him on my podcast. I've, I've had him on my podcast before talking Survivor. He's a huge Survivor yeah, he's, fan. He, he's listed as a supporting character uh, right now. So he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been okay. elevated his, to the uh, main cast yet. It, his dad his dad's an actor too. Mark Mark is an actor too. So, um, but there's been there's, I mean those are just a few. Th- I mean I mean there's been so many things that have come from what I've done, and. I'm not even mentioning all the survivor friends I have. I mean, my God, I know probably over two, two hundred fifty, two hundred seventy-five survivors. What was that? What was that? Uh, oh my God, who was that baseball player that we had in Sports Whispers? Ian Stewart. Ian Stewart. Yeah, that we've had. Uh, We've had in uh, sports. Yeah, he uh, he was just a huge Survivor fan, and uh, I knew who he was because I'm a big baseball fan. You know, 
He played for the All Colorado right. Rockies. Um, yep. He was a long ball three. He played third base and first base. Um, so we started talking. Him. We got to be we got to be good friends. And it turned out it was it was weird. It turned out him and his family was at Disney World one day. It was the same day Dawn Meehan and her family were at Disney World. Sure. So I send um text and I'm I'm like, Do you know uh Dawn and her family are there from Survivor today? Oh my God, no, where are they at? Where are they at? And so then I send Dawn a text. I'm like, Dawn, I've got a very, very good friend and he's a MLB baseball player and he's a huge Survivor fan and he'd love to meet you and your family. And Don's like, cool, cool. Can you set it up? So I'm back and forth on these texts between me and Ian and me and Don, and I arrange a meeting place at Disney World where they all get to meet up and take a picture together and send it to me. So, um, and then he was playing in Chicago at Wrigley, and I don't know if I should probably say this or not, but at the time, I wasn't that serious with J.J. Um, uh-huh. me, and, me, me and Angie, um, I, don't, I, I don't know if a lot of you are Remember Ooh, her. Time from, be up, so I'll just leave it back. From, I'll be back next week. From, Good night, Dylan. Okay, but I don't know if you'll remember her from Philippines. But Ian got us tickets, and she and I met and went to the game up there. Hmm. Yeah, I think you know. Yeah. I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. I, Steve, I heard that. that. Huh? That's kind of the huh I heard from JJ. <laughs> no, I. You, I was I was just trying to trying to uh, trying to remember it through my uh, through my brain, but I believe you <laughs> actually mentioned that previously uh, years ago. I believe. In, yeah. Uh, well, in Survivor Whispers at one point. Well, me me, me, me and Angie, me and Angie were very very close, and we're still really close friends, but. We're not close like we were back then, but uh, we're still very, very good friends. Um, But Ian got us tickets to Wrigley, and she and I went to Chicago, and we had a good time. And it was before J.J. I want to make that clear. I wouldn't Just do. I would not me. do JJ like that, even for Angie. Yeah, just, just in case, just in case JJ listens to this on the archives. <laughs> trust me, trust me. JJ and I have had many conversations about Angie. <laughs> Angie and I are in a uh, a small. Uh, business agreement on on yeah. uh, a, a site, so uh, it's 
so um, I guess we're we're going to always be connected. But I, she's just a great girl. We're just great friends. That's we're just great friends. Back then it was it was a little more, but we're we're just you know we're great friends. I mean she she's married, got two two great kids, and she knows I'm married with a freaking house full. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Ian was part of that, and I still talk to Ian every once in a while. Ian Ian loved to cook. He cooks all the time for his family. Yeah, I, I always, so cool I had, I way. told him, I always had hoped, God, how, can't you freaking go to the Red Sox so we, I can come, come up to the Red Sox games? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I just always, I always thought it was so cool that, uh, you know, I mean, obviously when I first joined Whispers, it was like, okay, you know, uh, I had seen a couple of uh, Survivor names that were actually in. Survivor Whispers, and, yeah. you know, I, I would always think, like, you know, they're professional, like, when we started up Sports Whispers, uh, we did get uh, Brian Christopher, uh, Brian Christopher Lawler, right. who, uh, God right. rest his soul, uh, is no longer Amen. with us, um, you know, he was in Sports Whispers, and, but I, I, you know, I was like, there's no way, you know, there's no way these, uh, these professional athletes, like baseball players and stuff like that, they don't have the time, you know, to interact with fans and whatnot. Yeah. So I kind of figured there was, you know, there's probably no way we're ever going to get, uh, you know, like a baseball player or a football player. And lo and behold, Ian Stewart found his way, uh, to, to this day, Steve, to this day, Ian is still in there. Yeah, he is. So, and like I said, he's a great guy. Great guy. He did that for me and Angie. And I can show you the picture. I don't know if I've ever shown you before. But I have the picture of when he, his family, and Dawn and her family met at Disney World after I set up the meeting place. And if you've never seen the picture, let me know and I'll send it to you cuz I've I've got the pic- I've got the picture. They sent it to me. I think I did. I think it w- it was either on his Facebook wall or you may have posted it in mods, I think. Okay. All right. But I do remember seeing it at one point. Okay. All right, good. He he was wearing a a dark toboggan, if you remember. He had a beard yeah. and was wearing like a black toboggan on his head. Yeah, and I think Dawn, wasn't she wearing something blue or something? I don't remember about them. I, I just remember I just remember Ian Ian looked so happy. It looked like he had on maybe a I guess the weather that day there, I don't know. I guess it was still kind of a wintry month because it looked like Ian had maybe a leather jacket on and uh, and that toboggan. So I'm, I'm guessing it was cold that day. 
But yeah, probably. It, 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 but it made their day because they all got to meet each other. Um, he's getting to meet a survivor because he's such a huge survivor fan. And Dawn and her family are like, oh my God, we're meeting a MLB star. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I still. I still I still couldn't believe you know when uh when we I remember I was talking uh I think it was with Daniel back when Daniel was in uh, Whispers and then all of a sudden Ian Stewart made a comment and yeah. I was like wait is this <laughs> this is an MLB ball player Ian Stewart is it? <laughs> and then I did some more yeah. digging into his profile and I'm like, Holy shit, it's actually Ian Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge survivor fan. A huge survivor fan. So uh it was really, really cool. I I I still don't remember how he and I actually met. I don't remember if it I don't remember how how it happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember if I found out he was a fan and I approached him or if he found out who I was and he messaged me. I don't really remember how he and I met. But I just remember he was a huge fan and we talked a whole lot about survivor and we talked a lot about baseball he told me a lot of shit about baseball you know inside stuff about baseball and uh yeah and when this happened it was just so freaking cool because you know I, I i mean i knew dawn um i had went through hell with dawn you know um especially mm-hmm. um when she played that season with brenda and how Brenda treated her, and, I mean, Dawn actually had to go to counseling when she left, and her husband sent me a friend request, and I became friends with her husband. And to me, that was kind of odd, you know, because I I wasn't used to getting a friend request from a spouse. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know what, Jim? I ju- I just realized uh, once again we're we are we are in over overtime. Yeah, yeah, again, we're seven minutes over. Week. I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know what will air, but we're seven minutes over. But uh, I do I do know that it records. I think about thirteen minutes. I think after. Uh, so luckily, some of the stuff that we did, that, some of the stuff that we talked about last week, didn't uh, get into the the final product. Luckily, but uh, yeah, I, I want I want to make sure to get this in before uh, the actual recording portion of it actually stops. Uh, for any Big Brother fans, a reminder that the the celebrity Big Brother. Uh, podcast will be starting up shortly after Celebrity Big Brother begins. I don't know exactly what date it's going to be because they haven't announced it. All they said it was February sometime. 
So uh, whenever that happens, obviously Celebrity Big Brother uh, will be will be starting up. And I know Teresa, she asked me about uh, Amazing Race. If there yeah, was I wondered. Race. I wondered if any. I wondered if anybody was going to ask that. And honestly, I just don't. I don't think there's really much of an interest, honestly. I don't either. You know, I don't um, either. I mean, Big Brother and Survivor is one thing, but you know, I mean, yeah, we had a uh, you know for the Amazing Race uh, when we did Hung and Cheese season, we also had uh, we had Hung and Cheese uh, join us. Yeah, for, but we uh, had Hung and Cheese. We had Kaylin. We had a lot of other people that season, um, and I was involved in it, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but sometimes that makes a difference. Um, yeah. So um, it, I think it was worth doing that season. Looking at this season, I really don't see it. Yeah, and I kind of figured. I kind of figured because I knew that you know if we were going to do something that you would you know you would have gotten a hold of me, and you know I told yeah. Teresa I said I said there isn't really any plans for a for an amazing. Well, race. if I had, cause see, I always I always get information about this show too. I don't yeah. talk about it. I don't really post about it. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I don't. Um, and from what I've heard, <laughs> I don't think it's a season that we want to do a podcast on. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there hasn't really been that much hype surrounding this season. Except for the part that it's going to be the first, you know, COVID, post-COVID amazing race. Uh, well, actually, technically, we're still in COVID, but. You know, it's, I just didn't feel that there was the same amount of interest as like for example what we got this this year with uh with survivor or what we normally get with big brother so i kind of you know i kind of told her that i said i mean obviously things can change but from from what it looks like it looks like it's probably not going to happen and plus i mean you know, nobody ever really talked about Amazing Race anyways in the groups. If anything, it's either Survivor or Big Brother. So, Or if you're in sports, it's sports. But... Uh, let's see. Uh, we got... um, uh, uh, I, I just need to inter- 
interrupt for a minute and say sorry. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh no, no, that's all right. I was I was actually trying to look in. Uh, I was trying to look in in my list here, trying to see of certain things. Certain things that uh, that I was looking at as potential, because because usually I have a list of like whether whether things should be talked about or whether I can scratch off certain certain topics. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I wished we could be talking about. I wished we'd be talking about how. Baseball is back open and opened up for business. Yeah, if only. 